93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, April 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the son of a Philadelphia police inspector will be laid to rest today, a day after the suspect in his murder was taken into custody in Delaware County. U.S. Marshals and Chester Police arrested 19-year-old Tyquan Fats Atkinson in the 800 block of Upland Street at about 5.50 yesterday. Atkinson led police on a brief foot chase, but they found him hiding on the rooftop of an Upland shopping center. Authorities led the suspect across the ladder of a fire truck to get him off of the store roof and then they took him into custody. Atkinson was being sought for killing the for for the killing of 20-year-old Nicholas Flacco at FDR Park in the 1900 block of Patterson Avenue late Saturday night. Flacco is the son of Chris Flacco, the head of the Philadelphia Police Department's Internal Affairs Unit. According to police, Nicholas Flacco was with a group gathered after tailgating at a Phillies game. Police said several fights between females broke out and an unidentified woman was heard threatening to call her man and that they should be afraid. A man with a revolver arrived police said and fired one shot into the air and another to the side. Authorities say the man left but returned about 10 to 15 minutes later and that's when he shot Flacco who was home from college for the weekend to celebrate his birthday and planned on joining the United States Marine Corps in the fall. Police don't believe that Atkinson knew Flacco but said they both got caught up uh, caught up between a feud involving rival groups. Uh, Philadelphia Police Captain Jason Smith said basically you had a girl fight that turned into a guy fight and then somebody thought it was a good idea to bring a gun to the situation to resolve the matter, which is always a bad idea. Atkinson was arraigned on six charges, including murder and uh, criminal conspiracy. He was not granted bail. The funeral for Nicholas Flacco is being held at St. Albert, uh, the great church in Huntington Valley, Montgomery County. Caught a story this morning that apparently these two grip groups had encountered each other before. Oh, yeah. had they? Yeah. yeah, so maybe that was part well, of the deal. Fair, well, it's fairly easy for them to track this guy down, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They, they got him in other. Chester. I had heard yeah. that it was like a group from South Philly and then a group from uh, way Northeast Philly, they said. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy caught in uh, Chester and took them on a, a brief foot chase, but they were able to get him. I mean, the whole idea that there are groups, battling yeah, right? groups at this. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah, ridiculous. Come on. Two police officers took quick action to save four people from inside a burning home in Delaware County as heavy winds fanned the three-alarm fire. It happened in the 100 block of West Ridley Avenue in Ridley Park shortly before 3.30 yesterday. Video shows the flames engulfing all three floors of the home. Firefighters were on their way as the fire continued to spread. Two 22-year-old Ridley Park police officers had responded to the scene with the flames engulfing the residents. Officers Michael Hanley and Jason Golden entered the burning home to evacuate anyone still inside. Uh, Golden worked the first floor and Hanley went up to the second floor. On the second floor, Officer Hanley came upon a man who needed assistance getting out of the home. The elderly man had some difficulty walking, uh, so he was able to kind of hold him on his shoulder, they said, and escort him down the stairs where the other officer met them uh, and then continued to escort them out of the house. From witness accounts, the officers had only seconds to get out. Officer Hanley was treated and released from a hospital for smoke inhalation. Four of the five occupants of the apartment also had to be hospitalized for various reasons. Looks like there won't be a strike at the community college of Philadelphia. A union official said a tentative agreement has been reached between the college and faculty and staff members. The agreement comes days after talks of a potential strike. Officials said that they had been trying to make progress on the number of issues concerning the contracts for 1,200 faculty and support staff. The issues were workload for faculty, pay, class sizes, and support services for students. The back and forth between the two parties had been going on for three years now. At issue are demands by faculty for lighter class loads and higher pay. Mm -hmm. The strike would have affected roughly 27 
11,000 students. Details surrounding the agreement have not yet been revealed. In sports this morning... I like the added sound effects. Yeah. The Phillies perfect. It's season. amazing that you can even tell that there's added sound effects. <laughs> I know. We're so used to it, though. How many years have we been doing this? Long time. The Phillies perfect season has come to an end. Reliever David Robertson walked home. Jake Knoll in the bottom of the ninth inning, and the Nationals won over the previously unbeaten Phils 9-8 yesterday afternoon in Washington. Robertson, a free agent who signed a $23 million two-year contract, entered for the ninth and didn't record an out. The Phils were the last team in the majors without a loss, and they fell to 4-1. and one. They're off today before opening up a weekend series at home tomorrow night against the Minnesota Twins. The Sixers lost to the Hawks last night in Atlanta. Mm. Trey Young had 33 points and 12 assists in Atlanta handed the playoff-bound Sixers their second straight loss. With four games left in the regular season, the Sixers still need one win and a loss by Boston to secure the number three seed in the Eastern Conference. They have dropped four of their six games, a stretch that began with a last-second setback in Atlanta ten days ago. The Sixers are back home tonight with the game against the best team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks. Tip-off for the nationally televised game is at 8 o'clock. And the Flyers play their second-to-last game of the season tonight with a matchup against the Blues in St. Louis. The Flyers have lost three straight and will miss the playoffs for the fourth time in the last seven years, while the Blues are in third place in the Central Division at just one point out of the top spot. The top, the puck drops at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Happy to be with you again on a weekday morning. It happens to be a Thursday. we got the majority of the week. We- working its way through. We have a Word of the Week prize we're going to give away tomorrow, so don't miss out on that. Uh, some things going on. Today's program, we have some guests. Uh, Vicki Barbolic is going to be here performing at uh, Punchline tonight, so we'll meet Vicki later on the 9 o'clock hour. As well as in that hour, we're going to talk Jake, uh, Jake Arietta. That's pretty cool. He's already got one win under his belt so far this yeah. season, so we'll see how uh, he feels. Uh, the Phils are off today. They hosted Twins. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So they're getting set for that. Uh, we also have a giveaway that we're going to do this morning. There's a special Led Zeppelin show coming at, to the Man Center. And we're going to do a contest in music news. We normally don't do contests in music no. news. But today we're changing it up. And we're going to fire that up then. And your chance to win some tickets. It should be pretty cool. So we'll have details. And you got to know your Zeppelin in order to win those tickets. And we have another shot at winning $1,000 this morning. Coming up at 8 o'clock, and that is with Go Fund Yourself 2. But before any of that stuff, we got to do this. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. Yeah, so we had eight matchups yesterday. It was a busy day as far as Daily Rush Madness goes. So I'm going to run down... The list of winners, and sure enough, man, there were some upsets and some interesting things that took place. You just knew there was going to be. Yeah, and this is the first one. We had Harper Lee's laser tag, a number three seed against a number two seed against Bill Cosby's originally saying Blinded by the Light. The people love that Harper Lee's laser wow. tag. Unbelievable. I didn't see that, man. No. I thought Cos was going to win for sure, but nope. 
came up second in that. In the next matchup, Secret Farm behind the Plymouth Meeting Mall against Caitlyn Jenner's dinner party. Caitlyn moves on. Caitlyn, wow. The next round. Holding power. And then you have uh, the God of Hellfire against Wigapalooza, and I guess the video proved it. Wigapalooza. Wow. <laughs> Beat the God of Hellfire. Didn't see that one coming either. <laughs> no, I thought I thought God of Hellfire might go the distance. <laughs> then he had uh, the racist principal and the devil against Regis Gets Tough, and Regis comes out ahead with 59% of the vote. Up next was the Sir Stroming episode against Regis Tells Kelly to Shut Up. This time Regis lost, and Sir Stroming <laughs> moves on. And then we had Kathy's teacher against Rizzo, the anchorman, a love story, and Rizzo beat out Kathy's teacher. Finally, finally put that one away. Then we had Manthe Snortdort against Pennsylvania New State Song. And the music was playing as the state song moves on to the next round. All right. And last but not least, this is Regis's third appearance. Regis <laughs> wants to bang your fillings out <laughs> against Casey's ranch dressing freakout. And people love the ranch dressing, so yeah. Casey moves yeah. on yeah. to the next round. Now, a bit of a conundrum. We we have four more matchups. We have eight teams remaining. Yes. The conundrum being, <laughs> what do we call this? Because... Of the NCAA, and we're doing a contest. We're doing a giveaway, so we can't use any of the uh, the names that they use. No. So, so I technically couldn't call this the Great Eight. So we need to come up with a number. No, name. you could. Oh, what was? Oh, it the was, Elite it, Eight. It was is the Elite Eight. Yeah, we can go the Great Eight. The Great, great Eight. eight. You just so came great. up with sure. the name. Sure, you by accident. You did. That. You fixed it. Because <laughs> the other things I had written down. Yeah. Uh, because I pulled up things that rhyme with eight. Uh, I had the irate eight. Yeah. The lightweight eight. Yeah. The ornate eight. The Tri-State 8. Oh. Or the Overweight 8. I like all of them. Or the Not-So-Great 8. And in case he had the Idiotic 8, the... uh, Master 8. Master 8. How about the Great Grape 8? And Hateful 8. The Hateful 8. Yeah, it's a good one too. But that's the great eight. eight. The great eight is fine. Yeah. Yeah, why not? What is this one? Excrete 8? I I was just... Excrete. um, Excrete. Excrete eight. eight. Okay. I was going with excrete. That excrete was. I was trying to rhyme with elite. I got it. Um, I got gotcha. you. Excrete yeah. was uh, was that. It just didn't work. So we're doing yeah. the grade eight. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I love it. All right, we just fixed our problem. All right, here we go. Here are our matchups. We have our first matchup is in the anyway region. We each each region represented today. Rizzo versus the Anchorman: A Love Story against Caitlyn Jenner's Dinner Party. Whoa. Who's it going to be? So here's uh, Rizzo one more time. By myself, I'll take you physically. <laughs> what about asking you to take me physically? Well, get away I'll, from me. Well, I'll take you sexually, too. <laughs> I'll take you physically and sexually, and you'll, and you'll hate it in one part, and you'll love it in the other, and you'll be forever sworn to me your allegiance out of the love of the passion I'll deliver to you, all of you. All right, so that is going to go up against Caitlyn Jenner's dinner party. Care for some bun cake? <laughs> Who brought that? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> it might have been out. It was a LeVar Burton. Yeah, LeVar was it LeVar Burton? Yeah. It was LeVar Burton. Yeah. This is what happens when everyone's top spot. I know. You never, you just I get... still have some ambrosia from last year. <laughs> from Kanye? Yeah. Who's it going to be? It's up to you to let us know. You can go to WMMR.com and click on Daily Rush Madness and uh, watch the videos, vote for the videos, enter to win the contest. It's a chance for you to go to every single Punchline show for the rest of the year. Punchline. Uh, Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar is our sponsor for Daily Rush Madness. So here we are. We we wrap it up tomorrow. So yes. today is very, very important. We would love for you to go and vote, even if you haven't done it yet. And by the way, you can enter and win that grand prize one time per day, per person. Pretty cool deal. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a moment. We'll start some giveaway stuff with a stupid question. 
And I'll roll out some entertainment stories that uh, you just can't start your day without. We'll be right back. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, if you guys don't mind, I want to do a shout-out. I missed it a couple days ago. This was, uh, I normally don't do shout-outs here, but I'm going to do it. It's from uh, Kevin Kramer and Drexel, Drexel Hill. He says, I want to send a uh, shout-out to our daughter, Emma, who turns 11 today, April 2nd. We're huge listeners to the show. She wakes up to the show every morning and steals my phone, sometimes to listen to the podcast. Wow. She had an opportunity to sit behind the drums while you taught her a few things at Camp Out for Hunger. And it's still all she talks about and has the photos hanging on her wall. And there's a picture of me and her behind the drum kit. That's great. At uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. So very, very cool. Uh, Emma, a happy 11th birthday to you, my dear. And uh, keep hitting the drums, please. All right, so we're going to do the stupid question. And today we're going to give away a pair of tickets uh, for our buddy Dave Wasikinen's party. And it's in the Pocket Collective at the Ardmore Music Hall on Saturday. Pierre Robert is going to be their special album release. The question that I have for you this morning, this is a tough one. Uh, in the movie Caddyshack, what is Judge Smales's first name? First name. That is a tough one. I actually had to ask Nick how to even pronounce it, and I think it might be, you might see it written somewhere oh, really? during okay. the movie. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. In Caddyshack, what is Judge Smales' first name? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Today is Thursday, April 4th. It is Robert Downey Jr.'s birthday today. Uh, yes. So freaking good. Robert Downey Jr. is 54 years old. I was just watching Spider-Man Homecoming, and uh, he's, you know, honestly, who could play Tony Stark but him? There's only one Iron Man in my, in my world. And Absolutely. He's been at it for a long time, and I, I told Steve about an Easter egg I just saw night before last. I went to see Captain Marvel, and I picked, picked up on an Easter egg that uh, is a reference to him. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, I'm not giving anything away here. She crashes into a blockbuster video because yeah. it takes place in the 1990s. Yeah. And she's walking by the shelves, and she picks up a, a movie yes. and just kind of looks at it. It's a little bit out of focus, but the title is a movie called Tough Turf, and it is one of his early movies. Oh, Robert, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. and James Spader were in that movie together. Wow. And I, I can't believe I caught it. But uh, I knew they were going to have Easter eggs. And sure enough, a little nod, a little kind of jab at uh, at Robert Downey, I think, and having He's some fun with him. Spader's Ultron. Uh, yeah, that's correct. The yeah, so I didn't even think of that. Both of them were that? in that movie. Kim Richards was in it, but I don't think she was in... Uh, She's Mystique. In, is she playing it? No. <laughs> uh, anyhow, Robert Downey Jr. having tremendous success at his age of 54. So happy birthday to you. Would love to talk to him one day. One day. I don't think we've ever had him in all the years. No. And I'd love to talk to him. Uh, another person from the MCU, Hugo Weaving, huh. celebrates oh. his birthday today, and he played uh, Red Skull in uh, the first Avenger, uh, Captain America. Makes an appearance in... Uh, but in... that's not him. It's oh, not, it's it's not Hugo Weaving. It, it is Red Skull, but it's Man. not Who's Hugo Weaving. Who's playing him? 
I think it is Tom Arnold. Um, Tom Arnold from the Roseanne Barr show. Yeah. Wow, former God wife. Damn, that's a good performance. Uh, he was also, of course, he, he's he's fully entrenched in the genre, genre stuff because he was Agent Smith in the Matrix movies. He was Elron in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Elron Hubbard. He, no, no, Elron. Oh, I'm sorry, Elron. <laughs> LRH. He's not LRH. LRH. He knows how to. T- Fight those L's. Mm-hmm. Well, he would, right? Yeah, right. Wouldn't yes. he? Yeah, I mean, he's, a, mean, he he's an stuff. ultra level Phaeton. So, uh, but anyhow, uh, Hugo Weaving, Weaving, a great actor. He was also um, he was V, right? Yeah, for yeah, v, for v, Vendetta. V, yeah, for Vendetta. V for uh, Vern. Uh, <laughs> know what I mean? Less impressive. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's fifty nine. Imagine if that was Jim Varney <laughs> under that mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No to me. No to me. We're going to blow Parliament. No to me. <laughs> no to me. Um, Craig T. Nelson. Coach. And this is Michael Giacchino music from The Incredibles. He played Mr. Incredible, of course. The Incredibles will always stay in my top three animated movies of all time. Such a great movie. Uh, you know who was talking about this music in particular? Yesterday was Antonio Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about Michael Giacchino. He's like, have you seen The Incredibles 2? He's like, the music is awesome in it. I know him. <laughs> uh, Craig T. Nelson is 59 today. Uh, Natasha Leon, uh, who is now, uh, she's got a show. Anybody watch Russian Doll? Anybody I've seen that yet? I've seen two or three episodes of it. I'm, Do I, I actually, get it? It's I Amy Poehler's show, right? I, I enjoyed it. It's funny. Um, and I, I didn't, I was like, okay, well, this is kind of like uh, that happy birthday movie or whatever. And, uh, right. and I, I sort of Yeah, like a groundhogish it. thing, too, it, as well. Yeah. yeah, but I, I actually, I did enjoy it, but I just, you know, I, I had fallen asleep during, I think, the second or third episode, so I kind of have to start over. Marissa? It ends with a cliffhanger. Okay. So I hope it comes back for another season. It could, yeah. or it could yeah. end like it is, and you just kind of have it, and you're just kind of mm. unsatisfied, but but it was good. We'll wait and see. Uh, she was also, obviously, in American Pie, Orange is New Black, and so on. She's 40 today. Uh, David E. Kelly, the writer and producer, Ali McBeal, the practice, both his. Uh, he is 63. Was he married to? He is married to Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you have Christine Lotti, who was on Chicago Hope and uh, Smart People. Right Always dug her. Stuff like that. She's, She's a statuesque uh, woman. Uh, Clive Davis, the record company executive and producer, uh, is 87 years old. He was a guy behind American Idol. Yes. I mean, at least that, that you won a, uh, initially, you won a recording contract. With him. He, he was going to help shape your career. And he did, for yeah. Kelly Clarkson. In fact, yeah. they, they got into a battle later on in the career, and then uh, uh, he came out at, like, 83 yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 At eighty three, uh, right? He's in that's, his eighties. Yeah. It's like sad. It is. it is sad. I agree that you've had to you've live. You've had to live the whole, your whole life uh, not telling people really who you are. I know. I mean, what? the people that mattered to his life, I'm sure probably knew. knew. Yeah. But but you know, uh, so he is eighty seven. Nancy McKeon. Yep, Joe on the Facts of Life. She had a motorcycle. Yes, she did. I always loved her. She was my favorite. She was a bad girl, but a good girl. You know, Kathy, really, a good girl. <laughs> Tough but tender, Tough Steve. but tender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heart of gold, but uh, leather outside. You know what I'm saying? I did watch that show. I loved it. What was the concept? Why were they in that house altogether? They were, there was juvie. You know, yeah. no, they were criminals. No, they were uh, the boarding, it was a boarding school. It was a boarding yeah. school. Okay, but like it was a halfway okay. house. <laughs> but you had Blair, right? Who obviously was well to do, and but then you had Joe. I forgot how the storyline that brought her there. There was some circumstance that sex addicts. Okay, yeah. for sex addicts. <laughs> uh, Nancy McKean is fifty three today, and the last birthday, great actor Barry Pepper. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. He's the uh, he's the sharpshooter. The the um, uh, 
the Green Mile. He's great in that. True Grit. What's talk, this? talk about L. Ron Hubbard. He's also in um, the uh, that horrible science fiction movie with John Travolta. The uh, oh, Battle Battlefield Earth. Battle, yeah, Battlefield Earth. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. Oh, this is the band. This is the song Pepper. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was right there, man. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard this in ages. Marky got with Sharon. Remember Sharon this? She was Sharon. Sharon's outlook on the topic of disease. Mikey had a facial scar. Bobby was a racist. They were all in love with dying. They were doing it in Texas. Who did this? Uh, butthole Surfers. Butthole Surfers. Uh, Barry Pepper's 49 today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What is Judge Smale's first name from Caddyshack? 215263WMMR. It is Brian I'm going to go to for the answer. Hey, Brian. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. <laughs> Brian, what is the answer we're looking for? Judge Smale's first name. Elihu. Elihu, yes. Yeah. Never heard that name before. Elihu. E-L-I-H-U. What, does he write a check or something no. and it appears? Or? Some listeners pointed it out on the text board. Uh, his wife says it to him when she needs him to loofah her stretch her marks. stretch <laughs> marks. So Elihu. she says, Elihu, please come in and loofah my <laughs> stretch marks. Uh, Uh, Brian has got a pair of tickets to Glory Days of Philly's 80s Rock with their buddy David Wissickinen in uh, In the Pocket Collective, which is playing Armour Music all this Saturday. Uh, Special album release show. Pierre Robert will be there and the ArmourMusic.com. You can go to ArmourMusic.com for tickets. It is a 21 and over event. All right, a lot of stuff to get to. We'll begin with this. Uh, Felicity Huffman, Lori Laughlin. Uh, we're among the dozen or so other parents to report to their first court appearance yesterday in a college admissions fraud investigation. Uh, the case includes 33 parents and nine college coaches, and uh, they've been accused of shelling out collectively $25 million. $25 million bucks to get their dumb kids into school. <laughs> Between 2011 and 2019 on the alleged scheme. Uh, photographers and onlookers waited outside of the Boston Federal Courthouse to get a glimpse of these parents who have become symbols of what many say is a rigged college administration system. Uh, many of those charged, including Laughlin and Huffman, have been left or uh, fired, for, or have left or have been fired from jobs. Uh, you know, she was signing autographs for uh, Fuller House fans were out front, Preston. No, no kidding. Yeah, she, really? yeah, they were handing her stuff to sign. She did. Now, William Singer was the alleged ringleader of the scheme, and he reportedly cooperated with authorities to bring parents, teachers, and coaches who conspired with him down. Uh, their interviews with the judge each lasted less than five minutes. Uh, according to TMZ, both are considering plea deals, but if they do opt for them, uh, they could still face some jail time. And Lori Laughlin and her husband surrendered their passports. Did they really? Yeah, they were asked to surrender their passports. Oh, wow. uh, so neither star entered a plea, and they remain free on bail. Laughlin and uh, Giannulli, who's her husband, by the way, uh, Muslimo Giannulli, uh, are free on $1 million bail. Huffman is out on $250,000 bail. Uh, her husband, William H. Macy, has not been charged in the case. I can't believe bail is that high on these things. I hear of much yeah. worse criminal things that take place. So the, people the, have lower The word bail. is pressed, and the prosecutors are, they're going to, the prosecutors are looking for jail time. Like, they're looking what? to make sure that there's some jail time. We're, we're talking probably months you know, still. if it, but still, for these yeah, people, yeah, yeah. could you imagine either oh, one of yeah. them now, having to go to jail? But if they go to the overcrowded jails in L.A., you hear about it all the time. Yeah. You know, they go in for like two hours and they're out. And they're I out. don't know. They you know, they want to make an example though, and they, and they're definitely uh, really pissed off. And it would cause such a commotion to have them in there that. 
they would probably be like by themselves. In Imagine if Lori Loughlin kills somebody in jail, in jail. gets into a shiv fight. <laughs> I wonder why, though, or, or like how the bail is set so high when you have criminals that, you know, have something lower. They're not a flight risk. Like, how do you justify the bail? I guess they can do whatever they want. Well, the judge you... did obviously think of that, that there is the potential by asking them to surrender their passports. Their passport, I guess you're yeah. right. Yeah, I guess you are right about that. Or maybe they maybe they consider the, the worth of a each person and give them an appropriate uh, bail. You know what I mean? I mean, they wouldn't. They wouldn't because two hundred and fifty thousand dollars might be everything to some people, but not a whole lot to others. Felicity right. Huffman is on the dole for what fifteen grand? Is that Something how much like she that. put up? Like you know, she paid to get the kids. Yeah. Whereas Lori Laughlin and her husband was half a million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so based I think, on, I think there's on your their, difference. Yeah. Right. All right. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in this case. We'll be following it closely. All right. Uh, no, we're going to skip that. Thank you. We'll skip the Kardashians for now. And if we have time, we'll get to it a little later on. It's okay. Uh, let's go with Angelina Jolie. She recently sat down with People for a charity interview in which she discussed motherhood and, yeah, the rumors that she may run for public office. Uh, the 43-year-old actress and activist is getting ready for her eldest of six, Maddox, to head to college in the fall. She said, I'm nothing but proud, and I look forward to all he will do. What college does she pay him for him to get into? <laughs> they are looking. They were visiting schools in South Korea last November. Really? Yeah, he and Jolie toured schools in Seoul, and uh, Jolie multitasked, also visiting the country as the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees Special Envoy. Uh, now, she also says that Maddox and the other children she shares with Brad Pitt, which are who are Pax, Zahara, and Shiloh, and 10-year-old twins Knox and Vivienne, uh, have inspired a new global current affairs program for kids that she's partnering with uh, the BBC on. Uh, she said, we enjoy reading the kids' uh, pullout of the New York Times and look at National Geographic, she said. But as a parent, I felt that there wasn't uh, that one vetted and reliable internationally minded news program tailored for children that we could sit down and watch together each week. And that is what I hope this will be for our family and other families. Uh, speaking to the U.N. recently, she urged the organization to deploy additional female peacekeepers. She said, if you look across the world, there are far too many women and girls who are not only not seeing progress, their rights are slipping away from them. We have to change laws to treat women as second class citizens. But we have also uh, we also have to enforce them. She did also commend them for adding a Cinnabon to the lobby okay. of the U.N. I think I'm sure everybody was in agreement. They were agreement thrilled. Uh, Jolie says of her next steps with the Preventing Sexual Violence Initiative, which she set up in 2012 uh, with former uh, British Foreign Secretary William Hague, uh, when asked about running for office, she said, never say never, but that she's looking to others for leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can next be seen in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, on October 18th. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Splits are usually not that good and much are much worse when done in the public eye. And more than just uh, you and your ex are involved in a new book called Our Shoes, Ourselves, which features a series of women talking about what particular shoes mean to them. <laughs> oh, my God. Bridget Moynihan reveals how <laughs> motorcycle boots help save her sanity as she prepared to give birth to her ex, Tom Brady's child, as he started dating supermodel G- Giselle Bunchin. So she's saying that uh, motorcycle boots got her through the stress I, of all listen, that. Listen, I can see it. I can really? see it. Are you being serious? No, you're not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. The 47... But this is amazing. This I love this. In, uh, Keep going. Bridget Monahan <laughs> reveals that motorcycle boots got her through stress. Uh, 
Uh, she said, I would have, uh, she, she, the 47 year old also discussed the circus her life became in a recent interview with people. She welcomed their son, John hey. in August of 2007. And despite having a newborn, no one uh, could cut her a break. Uh, I mean, said, listen, somebody like that who went through that, if motorcycle boots get her through it, I'm on board. How thin are the pages in this book? Do you think you could wipe your ass with them? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get to the boots in a second okay. here. She said, I would have cars following me and men hiding in bushes outside of my house. <laughs> and as a new mother, you want to just protect your child. That kind of attention felt like a threat. So while hiding out in Barney's, uh, Moynihan found her dream shoes. That's your celebrity friend, Barney the Dinosaur, yeah. right? She said, I, I thought that's what I need. Let me get a little bit of my New York back, a little armor, she said. I'm sorry, but this is the makings of a top-notch script. Yeah, so she bought motorcycle boots. I want to be nice to Bridget because she tweeted about camp out. She did. I think she's a sweet person. But this is absolutely insane. But don't you think she's owed this? Honestly, I think she she was screwed over by Tom Brady. We're yeah. we're we're team Bridget Monahan. We well, I mean, so of support course we the are. shoe book. Well, yeah. By the way, I want to see he, what these. You can wipe your ass with it. I want to see what these quote unquote motorcycle boots look like because the ones that I remember from riding motorcycles were like Herman Munster huge, gigantic huge boots, come all the way up yeah. to your knees. Yeah, and they're just big, no, these so. are probably like uh, you know Gene Simmons kiss boots. They probably yeah. just have like buckles like, on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> All right, but so Kathy, have you ever come across a pair of shoes that just stop shoes you? have gotten me through a lot yeah. in my life? Shoot, shoes have to be like one of the uh, one of the big impulse buy purchases. These right? are getting me through this morning. Kathy, I bought three pairs of new shoes oh yesterday. How was it? Where'd I'm you wearing go? Them right here. Where, let, You're wearing three at yes. once. Oh wow! What is that? I like Skechers, them. man. Oh, you oh yes, yeah, you love like them. I'm wearing Went sneakers to the outlets and got three pairs of Skechers. What's that? I hate these sneakers. I hate them what, so why much. Why are you wearing them? Why do you Be- have because them? Because I, I, I haven't gotten to the shoe store to get them. But believe me. No, no. It's not I, It's not that I hate, hate the way they look. You hate what they say to you. No. Casey has finicky feet. They, no, no. Has, and it has nothing to do with that. Fussy it's, feet? My feet. <laughs> okay, let's get to the root of the problem here. Well, yeah. okay, are you going to let I me talk? Were, uh, yeah, like, I know the root of the okay. problem. You weren't breastfed long enough. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Go. He bailed. I want to know why. Uh, why. why. Why do you not like the shoes? Uh, because the, the socks on my feet will, they, they don't, for some reason. It's the sock. It's not the it's shoe. It's not the freaking sock, Kathy. I've had these socks <laughs> and I wear them with other shoes and they're okay. fine. It's the shoes. Okay. It's no, the no, no, shoes. No, no. Explain what happens to the, the socks. I don't but know. The socks end up going like uh, r- uh, down my feet. Yeah, like, that's, uh, that they, is annoying. Yeah. Well, like you, under the heel. Okay. So as, are, as I walk, the, the way the shoes are right. made, they they roll the socks down my feet. Are you wearing like uh, little anklet socks uh, to where the whole thing will come down there? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you should only wear full length socks when you're when you're. But I don't shoes. wear full length socks. I okay. wear ankle socks. Okay. And I, I don't wear, have this problem with any other. Wear shoe. the super duper tolus socks. They yeah. will not ride down on your feet. There you go, Steve's got it for you. I've never Fixed tried. It. Never tried the toeless sock though. I'm wearing them that right might now. Might feel a little weird, yeah. but I'll, I'll get. I'll take it out for a dance. All right, so uh, where were we? Uh, we oh, were yeah. Casey's her boots. Her boots. <laughs> All of our feet, guys. Since then, uh, things have calmed down. She married Andrew Frankel in 2015. Bunchen and Brady have been happily married. Uh, what? No. no. Yes, Bunchen and Brady have been happily married, but she, is she and she's been oh, yeah, happily yeah, yeah. married. I'm sorry. I forgot I was talking yeah. about Bridget Moynihan. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they share Benjamin and Vivienne together. Now, she and Brady, by the way, um, 
talking about uh, Bridget Moynihan, have made their peace. They're, they're friends now? She said, Tom and I made a decision to raise a child together, and we both found partners that not only supported us in raising that child, but also loved our child as if he was their own. So, right. yay for them. Uh, while Jane Fonda, who is 81, is remarkably fit and vigorous, starring in the Netflix hit Grace and Frankie, uh, she has a lot going on behind the scenes that fans don't know about. In a candid cover interview with British Vogue, she admits that she had, quote, a lot of cancer. She had a lot of cancer? Yeah, she, she pins it on a lot of her time in the sun. She said, I was a sun worshiper, and when I have a day off, I frequently go to my skin doctor and have things cut off <laughs> off of me by my surgeon. Uh, Fonda says that uh, even in her most glam moments, uh, such as her red carpet appearance at the 2016 Golden Globes, where she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in Youth, uh, she's often struggling. When asked about her current health status, she said it's an ongoing process, so there's that. So I guess she had skin cancers. Yeah, um, but over she was, tanning. Yeah, and that was big in the 1970s and 80s. You, you know, saw her so. in Golden Pond. She was very tan. Yep. Going to hey. get skin cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy bitch. He kept telling her, yeah. and she wouldn't listen. Put on some sunblock like the old crow does. <laughs> she gets lubed up like a salmon. <laughs> the old crow. Lubed up like a salmon. <laughs> Old Walter out there in the lake yeah. in the in the put yeah. on some goddamn sunblock. Isn't that the name of the fish? You look like the hideous sun demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the one that they caught, right? The one yeah. he almost died trying to catch. Old Walter. Old Walter. Old son of a bench. Uh okay, so yeah. So apparently she was spending too Listen, much. Norman, you can have the skin cancer falling. <laughs> <laughs> Not skin cancer, you crazy old bitch. I love it. Saloons, just like you. I love it when we go to Arm Golden Pond, man. (laughs) I absolutely love it. So beautiful. It's so beautiful. That old couple, they're so cute. I want to die. (laughs) Not a second of the day goes by where I don't want to eat a bullet. You just had it. I swear to God. Uh, the Whoever bolted that shotgun over the fireplace is <laughs> my mortal enemy. The loons, the lake, all of that. Yeah. It drives you crazy. Right up, old bitch. Yeah, old bitch. <laughs> Can't cook to save her ass. <laughs> Never let you go out of the house. No. Yeah. Makes me wear a diaper. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> all right. Well, anyhow, uh, <laughs> we're moving on to other stories. So, let's go with this. Lena Dunham is sick. Sick. And now everyone will know because the girl's creator posted on Instagram a shot Tuesday of her latest tattoo, and it reads, sick. Sick. And it's uh, inked in cursive. It's a rope across the back of her neck. Uh, And she has, what what issue does she have? I've forgotten. It's um, She's an a-hole. No. No? I don't know. You said, what issue does she have? Uh, it's a medical condition that she has? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I it, think she has endometriosis. Endometriosis. That's yep. what it is. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> she said, sometimes uh, the thing you're most scared of being called is the best thing you can call it yourself. A freight train comes grinding to a halt. <laughs> Not, an we're still moving. Go yeah. ahead, Preston. Keep going, bro. Dunham wrote in the caption. Uh, in the stories, she also shooed off the names of her parents, Tip and Laurie. She chewed off her parents, Tip? <laughs> Shoed. Oh. S-H-O-E-D. Uh, written in cursive inside the pointer and middle finger of her left hand. So. There's a whole bunch of disgusting going on here. Yeah. I don't like this tattoo on the back of her neck. Well, you don't have to see her when her hair's down. Uh, so her hair's up in this shot. Yeah, well, she's showing it's thick. Sick. Want to uh, see a sick tattoo? 
Uh, as fans may recall, Tiffany Haddish's New Year's Eve show did not go off as planned. It was a disaster. She later apologized, tweeting, yes, this happened. I wish it was better, Miami. I prayed on it, and I have a strong feeling this will, ne- this will never happen again. Uh, she gave Jimmy Kimmel the full deal on Live Tuesday night, confessing that she had gone out and partied way too hard the night before. She said, I danced all night and I drank more than I've ever drank in my entire life. I woke up, I thought I was dead, and I definitely woke up dead. So she's blaming it on a bit of a hangover. She was sort of prattling on on stage, and uh, the audience turned on her. But then again, mm. New Year's Eve shows are the worst. Yeah, people aren't really paying attention that Yeah, much. I, I did a few. Todd Phillips has released the first glimpse of Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, the trailer was released yesterday. Uh, and in it, you can hear the Joker say, my mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face as he tells his therapist. I think it looks good, man. It looks so good and creepy, and they're creating this Norman Bates relationship with his mother. Yeah. And it's really good. I mean, two days ago, I was was fed up with origin stories, and I really was not looking forward to this at all, just because I've not been the biggest fan of the DC movies over the last couple years. This one looks fantastic. I was there's a scene where he's writing a note and I had to pause it and read it, but it says something along the lines of the thing about mental illnesses is everyone expects you to act like you're not or something like that. Right, uh, yeah. So they're gonna really dive into him being disturbed, having yeah, a mental yeah. problem and in it he's picked on, he's beat up and, and you know, people, he's just victimized left and right and he snaps. Yeah. Uh Robert De Niro is in it. Uh, ZZ Beats uh, is in it. I don't know who that is as a possible love interest. And Mark Marin will be in the movie as well. De Niro's playing Catwoman. <laughs> wow, he's yeah. not. It's unbelievable. Steve, uh, tour de force. <laughs> now, Steve. Meow. You dumb F. <laughs> Our buddy you Brian Callen's in it. Son of a bitch. Is he? Brian Callen's in it, yeah. Really? Uh huh. Any idea who he's playing? Uh, no, but I'll look it up. Look, okay. I'm licking the back of my hand like a putty tat. Yep. Mm hmm. <laughs> What the I, hell are you doing? Actually, I am interested in who De Niro is playing. He's playing somebody named Murray Franklin. It's like a uh, Tonight Show host. Okay. Uh, is uh, what De Niro is. And Callan's uh, unlisted his credit. Oh, you know what? They show him, Joaquin, as the Joker from a shot from behind as a curtain opens up. So And it looks like a TV show yeah. set. So that's probably somehow Would it be year. funny if De Niro was playing basically like Rupert Pupkin's dream yeah. from uh, King of Comedy? Yeah, it may be. You never know. So, uh... Interesting. That's coming out on October 4th, so another thing to be excited about uh, movie-wise this year. Uh, Speaking of movies, the TCM Classic Film Festival is set to pay tribute to Turner Classic Movies founder Ted Turner during a special presentation on April 11th. A four-day festival festival kicks off that night in L.A. Turner helped launch TCM. I love TCM. And also pioneered programming at uh, CNN, TBS, TNT, and Cartoon Network. Uh, Turner had said in a statement, Turner Classic Movies was a passion project of mine, born of my love for classic films. I'm very proud to have played a role in honoring these great works through the years, and hopefully they continue to provide just as much joy and entertainment to TCM viewers as they have to me. He suffers from Alzheimer's or dementia, doesn't he? He's got something starting. I think it's dementia or, you know, starting to uh, early onset. So he uh, he had an interview where he was fairly candid about that. But, uh, yeah, you were talking about Jane Fonda. They were, they were married for a while. Yeah, that's correct. All right, uh, let's head over to the clips, y'all. Cloak and Dagger follows two teenagers who have never met but quickly learn that their new superpowers work better together. 
In this clip, Aubrey Joseph talks about why fans are so dedicated to the characters. I definitely think it's, it's Tyrone and Tandy's relationship. A lot of people want them to be, you know, more intimate, but I, I think the beauty of season one was just the fact that they were dedicated to being there for one another, more so than being, you know, a boyfriend or, or, or a girlfriend. Uh, the Cloak and Dagger two-hour season two premiere airs tonight, 8 o'clock. That's uh, on Freeform. Here's the next clip. Shazam! Follows Billy Baston, a teen who discovers that shouting a certain word can immediately turn him into an adult superhero. And in this clip, Mark Strong, who plays Dr. Sivana, talks about his favorite lesson from the film. The balance of everything in it, I think, is uh, that was the thing that I took away from the film. I thought it was a really accomplished movie in the sense that it balances the fun with the darkness, you know, and there is some darkness, which is, I think, necessary. Otherwise, there's no jeopardy. Mark Strong has become one of my favorite actors uh, in, you know, he was Merlin in Kingsman, and he's popped up in a bunch of movies. He's great. Uh, Shazam is in theaters officially tomorrow, by the way. We have the screening on uh, Monday night, so hopefully you got a chance to go see it. If not, you'll be able to catch it this weekend. And there you go, uh, my report for the morning, folks. All done. Well yeah. done. Thank you. No we, Kardashian, right? Uh, I had a story, but Good. I skipped it. No, I skipped it. we it appreciate the break. To be honest, it wasn't that important, so mm-hmm. we moved on. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on today. Number one, your chance to win a grand is coming up in less than an hour. We'll do Go Fund Yourself as close to 8 o'clock as we can get it. So we'll give you the keyword and the uh, special ways that you can enter to win that money. Uh, we have comedian Vicky Barbalak, who's coming by today, uh, performing at Punchline tonight and tomorrow on Saturday. Jake Arietta of your Phillies is going to be joining us. He's already got one win on the season, so we'll talk to Jake. He plays, is he pitching on Saturday, Nick? Yeah, Saturday okay. afternoon game. Uh, so we'll talk to him, and uh, we got some cool tickets to give away. The Man Center has this uh, special Led Zeppelin event with an orchestra and everything on the way, so we'll have your chance to win uh, those in music news later today. Am I giving away one of these right yeah, now? Yeah, man. Do it. Bumblebee. I have a Blu-ray combo pack for caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Stars uh, Haley Steinfeld. I want to see this. And John Cena. And you can own it now on Blu-ray, which includes an all-new exclusive Bumblebee comic book while supplies last. Rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. So caller 15, it's yours. 215-263-WMMR. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us this morning. Jackson's Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mother's Day 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey, Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep gets you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits. Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators, too, with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts to win, and you can even score MMRBQ tickets. Plus, cool Vendors and food trucks, including Two Street Sammies and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mother's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club at Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement. And 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Let's do this, gang. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. We're down to the grade eight, folks, and you can vote for our Daily Rush Madness at WMMR.com. The first matchup we mentioned is Rizzo the Anchorman against Caitlyn Jenner's Dinner Party, the one we're going to highlight now. And this is a tough one. You're going to have to make a hard decision here. 
As we have a number one seed against a number three seed, it is Preston and Steve Trice are strumming against Harper Lee's laser tag. Wow. One of those will be eliminated in this matchup, and I would have a hard time picking, but... Let's play a little bit of the str- sir strumming moment for you. He hasn't all even right. opened it all. all right, sir. I'm going to do it, all right? I'm going to complete it. No, don't! Dude, it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't think you I'm need doing it. it. Look, at, look at my eyes. Oh, stop it. Dude, Steve, Steve, You sprayed it all over the studio. Oh, oh, I got Viking. And Nick had some uh, Sir Strumming shrapnel in his beard. Hanging so from his after beard. that, Preston, owing to what Casey said earlier, and I think he's right. If the people who are voting, who are seeing the videos, yep. are going to break one way, yeah. and the people who are going to remember the audio, because again, this is one you kind of really need to see, as with a couple of the others. And you can watch the videos right. Laser tag. Here's a clip from that. The guns they, they kind of go pew 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 pew. pew, yeah. pew. <laughs> Commander Harper Lee reporting for intergalactic battalions. I love both of those. Harper Lee, the author of To Kill a Mockingbird, has yeah. a laser tag. Place. All right, so we only have four matchups today, and then we got the the last bit of it tomorrow. So this is important today. Who's it going to be? So strumming or Harper Lee's laser tag? You, what can are the, vo- you can vote for all of them now. We're just rolling them out each hour. What are the Vegas odds? Do we know? What, what are they? What are they I haven't looked at the lines, Steve. They keep changing. So, uh, you know, I'm just kind of going with my gut on Gotta this. Got to call so my we'll bookie. See. Hey, real quick, I want to thank you. Did you guys see that giant uh, box of uh, Easter goodies over there? Yes. Uh, that was sent to us by our friend uh, Anthony Della Pena Sr., uh, Anthony's a hardcore fan of the show. He's, He's awesome. He was down in uh, at spring training with us, uh, and he wanted to send us this big buy. He said, I um, uh, I know Kathy and Casey have been sacrificing for Lent. <laughs> As a fellow Catholic, I know how hard that is every year, at least this year. Uh, Lent is a little later in the year. And uh, he goes on to say how great it was to, to hang with us in Florida. Uh, and I uh, said, thanks, guys, for making me laugh every single day. Your podcasts have been a godsend during my work and my travels. Can't wait until the MM barbecue. See you there. Your loyal Aww. fan, Anthony Della Pena Sr. So thank you, Anthony. Yeah, well, thank you, because uh, the Easter Bunny is going to bring exactly what's in that box. <laughs> is that wild? Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah, wow. that is weird. And then Kathy could buy more shoes. <laughs> Speaking of shoes, I'm glad you mentioned that, Steve, because... Uh, we're getting ready for yet again another uh, Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event, which I just printed up all the information and now <laughs> I, I don't know where the hell I put it. Well, you gonna... store it in the paper shredder. It's May wait, 4th. Wait, it should be right here. Where the hell am I doing? Yeah, here we go. It's right here. May 4th, and uh, this is a really cool, fun event. It's the ninth annual Walk a Mile in Her Shoes, which is an international men's march against rape, sexual assault, and gender violence. Gentlemen, this is where we stand up for the ladies. And it's a fun way to raise um, awareness in our community about the very serious issue of domestic abuse. But we literally put on red high heel shoes and walk a mile in them. This year, Preston, I'm going to run it with a 100-pound backpack. Oh, my God. No, I'm not. You know, like the ROTC <laughs> Those does? No. lunatics. No. No. Uh, there are there are guys that run it. It's insane. God I don't bless them. Not me. Not me. Uh, Pfizer's college campus, May 4th is when this is. Join Team WMMR. There was a year that we won the biggest team award, and I'd love to do it again. Uh, and uh, there's also awards for most money raised by a team and most money raised by an individual. And there's all kinds of vendors that come out. And there's plenty of food and music, and we have a really good time. What date again, Preston? And it's goofy. Uh, it's May 4th, which right. should be a Saturday, right, Nick? It is, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm Saturday there. morning, yep. Uh, Nick will be there. You're going to join, do, Steve? Should I, do, should I enroll on Team... 
Team WNWR. Team WNWR. Okay, yeah. If you would, please. That'd be awesome. So uh, please be a part of this. And how do you sign up? Very simple. PrestonandSteve.com. And you click on, what? what is the tab that takes you to communities? Nick, it's events, right? Yeah, it's on the events page. It's on the community events page. So, yep. uh, as, you know, especially if all three of us are going to be there, which is cool, yeah. um, you can find that information right on the website. So join the team, guys, and women can join as well, but it, it mainly focuses on guys work, walking in high heels. We're, we're goofy looking, but uh, you you'd get a feel for what ladies go through simply by walking in high heel shoes. But it's for the bigger issue, and Laurel House is a wonderful organization, man. They they really help save women's lives, uh, help them escape horrible situations, so they do great work. But that's all on PrestonSteve.com, as well as information about the big climb coming up. Uh, Steve, any events that you, you've got stuff coming up? Well, actually, today is the, the last outing. day to sign up for the golf outing. Yeah. So oh, if wow. you go to philadoptables.org uh, uh, or PrestonSteve.com, it's the last day. And Monday's weather, Preston, you can tell me, uh, it's going to be low 70s and overcast. Yep, yep. should be be all right for golf. Yeah. And, you know, I actually have to add something to the community page. I have yet to send the information over, but um, Fresh Smiles is doing their golf outing as well, which is a little bit later in May than um, Steve's. It's May 20th. It's on okay. a Monday, and it's at the 1912 Club, which is the former uh, Plymouth Country Club in Plymouth Meeting. Uh, okay. the, you can get information at freshsmiles.org, uh, but we'll put it up on uh, Preston and Steve's. We're golf. in the season for golf outings. Yeah. And you might want to start driving soon because the Schuylkill Expressway is going to be shutting down for two <laughs> years. Wait, as you were pointing out yeah, this morning, not- Preston, not shutting down Not so really. that they're going to alleviate some of the congestion. <laughs> they're just repairing it so you can enjoy yes. the congestion <laughs> a little more. Here's the deal: when they so so, I'll give you the specifics on this, and then then my complaint. But um, they're they're going to be doing repairs at, uh, where the Schuylkill crosses over Route 23 in Conchi. Right. It's a 340 foot bridge that needs to be fixed, and then the second real pain in the ass repair is going to be the six thousand foot long I 76 viaduct. Right about University Avenue. It's basically from 30th Street to University. Uh-huh. I mean, where it's already a yeah. nightmare as it is because you've got lanes that come from both sides exiting and entering. So they're going to be doing uh, projects on that for the course of two years. And when it's all said and done, it's not going to change any of the traffic wow. and make it easier. It's well, just maintenance. Because they have to, case those are bridges. I, yeah. I understand that. But why not, why not make it better while you're there? It, it's kind of like... <sighs> When my wife had her third C-section, right? Hey, listen, uh, do you want me to tie your they tubes? They shave the pubic hair. Do you want me to tie your tubes while you're in there? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, which she didn't, you know. Right. she, you know, <laughs> But she had the option. <laughs> but she had the option. You guys have a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Hey, listen, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, guys. Let's you, work on the fallopian tubes. You guys. Uh, hey, Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. Uh, I, I hope you understand. We're going to shut it all down. But when we open it in two years... It's going to be so much better. Here's my line of thinking, and what they're probably thinking is, you look at where it is, and there's not a lot that you can do. You're, you you, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's a tight fit, A, and then B, to shut down that conduit, to do to do the kind of shutdown they would have to do. My guess is they'll be... They'll make it limited. They won't be shutting it down no, fully. Yeah, they no, no, can't. No, no, no. They, they won't. They're going to be doing, and I'll, I'll give you the breakdown of the lanes and so forth, but would it be too much to ask just to cover the entire river over with asphalt <laughs> and we can drive on that? <laughs> to be honest. Pretty wide. Yeah. But listen. Paint the asphalt blue. Yeah. But well, there, there might actually be times when they completely shut it down. It won't be in the middle of the day, but they're no. they're doing construction now at 30th Street yeah. overnight. They a few times they've completely shut it down. And you've had to detour through the city. Yeah, Kathy, they'll do overnight weekends that may shut down completely. There's some con- there's some. Uh, 
Well, and I want you to give the, the breakdown so yeah. that it's, it'll terrify people, and may, maybe make some people feel better. But like you, you know, there's some construction projects like out of Chester, you know, uh, by the casino there. I don't know how many times I've you know been out there or, or leaving that area, and I end up mid campus of Widener University, and I don't know how I don't know how to get out of there. I had to have a security guard like escort me. He was like, "Hey, just stay right here for a second. I'm going to help you get out because I was completely lost." It's so confusing. I'm not opposed to the big dig concept that they did in Boston that took forever. Yeah. It took, but it but it was and it's it cost I don't know fifteen billion dollars or something insane, but it made traffic better and they went down. And, and Preston, you joke about driving over the Schuylkill, but what about driving under the Schuylkill? Yeah. You know, and, and the technology and engineering these days, they could accomplish something like that. It would cost a lot. Uh, but Casey, like, I'm not entirely opposed to shutting the stuff down for a stretch of time. We'd figure it out. It yeah. would suck for a couple of years, but we would figure it out in the interim. I just, when, when I have to enter Philadelphia, the city, on the weekend, I just dread. Yeah, of course. Looking forward to that uh, because I need to take the Schuylkill Expressway to get there. And it's it's always an issue. It's always an issue. In the same spots all the time. Yeah. And uh, I have to plan because of where I live. Now, normally, without traffic, I could be in the city in 45 minutes. But uh, on the weekends, I plan for an hour and a half. An hour and a half just to get there. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in I'm in Mount Airy, so, so I, I have a couple of different access routes. But still... I never look forward to those particular points where it's always going to back up and become a bottleneck. So the Conchi project should be completed this year. PennDOT says the Viaduct project, which is the one at 30th Street to University, uh, will take place over two summers. Uh, on an average day, about 130,000 vehicles use the elevated stretch of highway, which runs near 30th Street Station. This year's work will involve the eastbound lanes, and the next year they'll work on westbound lanes. Uh. Uh, this year, the expectation is on many weekday nights and weekend days, there will be a single cattle shoot eastbound. On 10 weekends this season, all eastbound lanes will be shut down during nighttime hours, along with some nearby ramps. And the nighttime weekend shutdowns are expected to begin in June. The exact dates have not been announced as of yet. So they'll be in effect around time of the uh, Made in America, right? Uh, yeah, is that happening? Mm. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Mar- hang on, Marissa. Yeah. Yes, Made in America is happening. But here is my plea to the city. Mm-hmm. When Kelly Drive is closed for a walk or a run, mm-hmm. please open West River Drive. They, ne- yeah, they never them. do. I, I know never do. But it is so, and Preston, the same way that you True. have trouble coming into the city, leaving the city is just as bad. And there's it. nothing worse than sitting on 76 and seeing an entirely empty road, yeah. West River Drive, and like, one rollerblader. We've been right. saying this. We've been saying this for years. We, I know. But or like, how about this? How about this? You listen, for the next two years, don't do any walks or, or runs around the art museum. Move no, them all. There's move, no way. Move them all to <laughs> Fairmount no Park. No, He's right, though. You can move them somewhere move, move else. You absolutely could. There is a walk or run every single I know, weekend. but there are other places where you can do it where, you know. But you're it, right. You're cutting, you're cutting down a very obvious access point in and out. That's mm-hmm. not a bad and, idea. And you're just, you're just, you're, you're, you're. I'm not an idiot all the time. No, no, it's a it's a good idea, and there are other <laughs> places that could do it. Yeah. You know, Casey, uh, uh, <laughs> Casey, part time idiot. <laughs> You're saying Casey, like, consider Kelly Drive a hysterectomy. Yes, right, right. Okay, right. so thank you. There you Speaking go. Speaking in medical terms, uh, I have a different story that does involve traffic of sorts. Uh, it is out of California, and it made some waves on social media. Uh, there's a woman named uh, Mariah Flores, and she lives in the neighborhood of what's called Koreatown. Koreatown. That is correct. And she happened to witness 
a prolonged dispute over a curbside parking space, and it went viral. She decided to chronicle it, <laughs> and uh, everybody went crazy over the story. She she called it car war in her <laughs> postings, and she had uh, in the caption, the first caption said, this car is blocking this other car from grabbing this prime spot. Now, to describe what it is, uh, there was a black sedan and a uh, and a silver uh, sedan. So the person behind the wheel of the black sedan had apparently driven slightly past an available parking spot, which was on the right, with the intention of backing into it. Which, the way I was taught, that's how you're supposed to do it. Yep. With the blinker on? I don't know, but I'm sure they probably did. Okay. And the silver car was saying, uh-uh. So came in behind the car that was about to back into the spot and snuck in, put their front end into the spot. Oh, now, while no. they while they were doing that... The black car backed their rear end a little bit, and thus began the standoff because the silver car couldn't pull all the way in, and the black car had nowhere to go. That is a classic battle. That it's is a dick a, move. There's exactly so On the that, silver part. I agree. Yes. Yeah. So if the if the car pulled forward. Little little bit, bit of protocol you need to put on your blinker you do just have to, to let you know you're doing on. it. Yeah. But yeah. that is a standard thing. You pull forward and then back into the spot. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a there's a classic episode of the Goldbergs where, where uh, they're fighting over a parking spot. It's the same scenario. Yeah. Seinfeld, too, yeah. Seinfeld, Seinfeld as well. One, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, it, and it's, it's that same deal. It is a dick move. How long was the standoff? Uh, <laughs> it was over an hour. Stop it. Kid you not. <laughs> she sat there and she chronicled chronicled it with timestamps and they just and the only reason it ended is another spot opened up and i think the silver car might have taken uh the other spot oh my god I, it is it can i have to un, i have to say i have been driven to the point of fury when this happens i had something happen the uh, last friday where i was coming around and I didn't even see a parking spot that was up ahead of me, but this guy was so sure I was going to steal it that he rounded the corner, barrel ass like towards lunatic. like a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen it. Uh-huh. By the way, Case, I don't think anybody ever got out of the car. That's stupid. And uh, confronted one another with it. They just uh, they sat just, there. Just kind of sat there. That's awesome. Just, you're just kind of mm-hmm. waiting, and then you're like, well, all right. So, so was, essentially, you're still parked. And any- both of them had plenty of time on their hands. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Did uh, um, Was there cars, like, waiting, backed up? No, the no, cars were able get to get around them. Okay, because I saw something similar to this a couple of weeks ago. It was on Twitter, and it was a woman who... I, I guess maybe a car honked at her while she was riding her bike, and she stood in mm-hmm. front of this car for a while, demanding that the driver apologize to her, mm-hmm. right? And then the the driver eventually is like, I'm sorry, you know? And she goes, no, 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 no. You repeat after me. I am so sorry. And then so- You saw this? It was on, it was on Twitter. Oh, okay. And- I was getting so pissed at this lady, even though maybe the driver of the car was an idiot, but there were- there were cars just piling up behind this car because it, this... La- it, yeah, it became her cause. It yeah. became her war. Uh, so, Dad, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not down with that. Um, no. But, uh, I, you know, listen, I got a story in the Bizarre File coming up a little bit of someone who blew up another car because they honked at him. Okay. That's how you do it. The honk uh, sometimes can be a huge insult to other people. And uh, sometimes it's literally somebody just letting you know, hey, excuse me. Hey, buddy. As opposed no, no. to, F you. That's yeah. why there needs to be a courtesy honk sound. We've right? said it before. And a mean honk. Yep, yeah. Something like, it's really sweet, you know. 
or, or right. Casey, right. give me a little yeah. clown horn. No, no the uh, the Brady Bunch. But yeah, that's, that's a little long too. Though. Yeah, but it's yeah, okay. It, it gets sends the message. The message across. If you just pull up somebody and you don't mean to be mean, you just yeah. a little reminder. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. No problem. Go right ahead. So here's the thing, guys. I think all of us, if we were the silver car in this situation, this thing would have lasted all of about five seconds, right? Because we would have realized, oh, this guy's backing into the spot here. Let me give him some space, and then we move on. He would that person. Uh, then I would realize that guy yes. was already had the spot set. Yes, I would move on. If we were the black car in this situation, how long? I would, would still you? move on. I, yeah. I, I don't have... Listen. Uh, wait, it, I, don't, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. <laughs> you wouldn't even get out and say, yeah. hey, man, there's like... Uh, that I probably would. Well, Brian I, here has a very interesting suggestion. Hi, Brian. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, Brian. What, what did you want to recommend in this scenario? Well, all you got to do, really, is get out of the car and say, hey, look, it's your spot. You can have this spot, silver car, if you want it. But uh, I tell you what, you're going to go into that store for what an hour or so, and you're going to leave this car right here all by itself for that amount of time. I can't be responsible for what happens. To this car. <laughs> no, you know I I hear what you're saying, Brian. I myself have occasionally, um, uh, when someone has pulled a dick move like that, uh, realized that they have far too many side view mirrors. <laughs> and uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, mind you, you're not. There's an implication. I don't know where that would hold uh, legally, legally wise. But uh, but if you're you're in the right of way, if you know that you're in the right of way, and and the law is on your side, but still, I think you run a risk. You know, Steve, you could you could be like uh, like I've had happen in parking lots in the city where a homeless person comes over and says, "Give me five dollars, I'll keep an eye on your car for you," because <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. give me five dollars, I'll f up your car. Is uh, what they're saying. Yep, yep. Yeah, I love in that Seinfeld episode when they you know they're at a standstill, neither one's going to uh, move, and George and the other guy just lean on the horn <laughs> in anger at one another, and it's just it, but it perfectly sums up your your feelings at that point when you're not going to give up, when you're not going to go anywhere. Yep. The, the only thing that can express your Rage at that point is leaning on the horn. It's funny yeah. how primal we get so quickly, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. it's true. I mean, it, it's a, a, the switch flicks, and I, then you you might as well be a Neanderthal man. I, I find myself when I when I get in that scenario trying to remind myself how stupid it is, and yeah. sometimes sometimes it works. It does. I'll go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Homecoming '95. <laughs> we, we all came alive. alive. The pep rally made us jump. The, the band made us jump. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's up, Chris? <laughs> I got I to gotta rush to the defensive. I'm on Team Silver Car here. Okay. If, I, if you read a little further down in the Twitter thread, and I know it's a mile long, okay. you find that there are other people who saw it happen live as well, okay. and they make the case that the black car drove a little further down the block, passed the spot, realized there was nothing there, and then decided to back up. Mm-hmm. Now, now, in that case, I would agree with you. Yep. Would you and as Preston pointed out, and I was always taught the same, when you see a spot like that, you pull up adjacent to the car in front of the spot, and yeah. then you back in. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. you're saying the guy went up a couple of cars and was looking and realized there was nothing and then backed back, yeah. then the silver car is in the right. All right, I'm that's, team silver yeah, car. That's, that's the indication I got. And the other thing is I, I see this so infrequently. Nobody, when they're backing into a spot like that, parallel parking, backing in, nobody uses a turn signal. If that guy had a turn signal on, it's his. Yeah, that, yeah. so a, go, a good rule Agreed. to put out this uh, Thursday morning is that when you do that – 
when you put the signal on, you're showing your claim to the spot. By the way, so many people can't parallel park these days. Yes. They'll just go past spots like that. Yeah, I All saw right. a pretty uh, uh, somebody who was pretty adept at it the other day. I was like, there's no way they're going to make it. And they slid right in. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and when you do I it, yeah. I mean, it's not as impressive these days with back uh, uh, rear cameras and stuff like right. that. But still. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you're doing it with without a rear camera, like it, back it, in the olden days. It was wild to let's say I got the, the, the Volvo does it, you yeah. know, uh, and uh, you do it automatically. And that is pretty wild. Not but only you, you need you need more clearance. Right. Than maybe you would risk doing it yourself. Well, not only the, the rear cameras, but also the detectors. The beep, 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 yeah. beep. That definitely helps. Um, so there. All right. Let me ask you guys this one. If you're in a parking lot uh, coming out of a sporting event or a right. concert or something like that, uh, and there is a clear protocol where you have, like, three lines of traffic all going into one. Yes. So you're – it doesn't matter which one you are if you're straight, right, or left. Um, so straight goes, then right goes, then left goes. If Thanks. somebody tries to um, usurp that uh, – That rhythm, that, that rhythm. That pattern, yeah. I have an issue with that, and I, I have a, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, listen, have you not watched all of what's going on here? It goes straight, yep. then the right car, then the left car, then the straight car, the right car, the left car, the straight car, the right car, the left car, and that's how it goes, and some people... No, I think that's obvious, yeah, right. No, okay. Yeah, right. I, I don't it's... I agree. I mean, is it is it the law? Can someone be, be arrested for it? No. No. But it's courtesy. Yeah, I agree. Let me go to Dave. Uh, who took out a little retribution on somebody. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, you guys are bothering me at work. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Dave. What's up, man? I I went to community college uh, in Bucks County. Bucks go! Bucks go! And so the parking lots were very small there, so you would have to kind of follow the kids as they were leaving class as you were coming in to find the parking spot. So I was following this... uh, Older lady to her parking spot, again, community college. She takes her grand old time getting in and out of her car. Probably 20 minutes I'm waiting there for the parking spot. So I have my turn signal on going into the spot. Well, when she backed out, instead of backing out and backing out going the other way, yeah, she backed out towards me. Yep. And somebody who came around the other corner just swooped right in. I hate that. I, I was kind of pissed because I was a little late for class. Mm-hmm. So I waved to the guy. He went in. And I let all the hair out of his tires. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did he give you like an fu? Like, sorry, buddy, you snooze, you lose. Or uh, did he give me an fu? Yeah, like, did you at least plead with him? Did he know that you were waiting for uh, well, twenty yeah, minutes so for I, that spot, and he said fu anyway? Yeah. So I, I, you know, pulled up to him and I said, "Hey, I, you know, I had my turn signal on." He was like, ah, I swooped right in. She backed into you." And I was like, well, that's not cool. Yeah. That's such a Bucks County move, though. Nah. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I, by the way, I will, if, I, if I'm, if i you know, and it's Christmas and the, and the parking lots are insane. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I am about to back out and I do see someone who has a signal on and they've got dibs on the, on the spot, I will try to pull out in a manner that it allows them to get in and not somebody I'll to take it over. I'll do the same and thing. And if that means i got to go 50 yards in the wrong direction, I'll do it. It's yes. not that because parking lots are all going to end up in the same place anyway. So. It's, a com- it's a common courtesy. If it's I courtesy. see someone, I will not pull through. I'll let the person who's coming in go in the right way yeah. and, and just do that. I will also, if I'm walking to my vehicle and someone is following me to get to the spot... 
I will walk the way that they can drive rather than yeah, you know, yeah, snaking yeah, through. through the cars. Yeah, no, I hop in their car and say, hey, this is where I'm parked. Just, and you yeah. hold a gun to their temple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking me car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, with parking, I've, I've given up at this Gotta point. Got any weed? I will, uh, I'll park as far away from the entrance as possible. Yeah, mm. Because I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a walk. Me too. Even if it's cold or I rainy. Because... I don't get it. It's suddenly that you're, it's, it's the holy grail. It's the quest that you've yeah. got to be, you've got to be right. That. It's like the only time you park in front of, right in front of the place you're going to, is yep. if you're on a TV drama. Right. And to be honest, <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, you, you could use a little 30 extra yards of walking. Yes. And, and it's not going to hurt you, and it's really, and unless pro- you have physical problems. Right. I, and I, then I, there's spaces for you. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem. It'll probably calm walking. you down a little bit yeah. taking that walk, yeah. you know? But and you know what? By the way, don't forget, if it, it, when in doubt, go use one of those handicapped spaces. Right. And yeah. shut yeah. up. That's why they're there. Honestly, it's what they're though. there. When you do get a spot right out front, though, it's without, awesome. without even trying, it's I do it every great. morning. Yeah. I, I no, get a spot great. right in front of the door. Yeah. But the, the 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 one caveat is, I pull into the lot at four thirty five in the morning. My mom and sister both have uh, handicap access in their cars, and uh, I always forget about that. And yeah. when I'm with them in Florida, and they pull in, I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> uh huh. Like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, go it's to a okay. lot of parking lots. She limps. She's old. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and also, by the way, if you see somebody get out of their car and it doesn't look like they have any, you don't know if they have a heart condition yep. or you know anything. But along still, those lines. as long as they got the placard. Just mind your own Still business. scream at them yeah. just to make yourself feel better. <laughs> no, I, I agree, Casey. You're, you're absolutely no, right about that. You don't that. know, yeah. Uh, let me go to... Wow, we got a bunch of calls here. Uh, let me go to uh, Ray. Hi, Ray. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. All good, buddy. What's up? I was getting air at a uh, convenience store one day, and I was helping the person in front of me. And I told the guy that was waiting behind me, hey, look, I'm helping this person, and now I'm next. Well, after that person got done, he flips me the bird, flies in to the parking spot to get air. I got pissed. I turned around. I took my car. I backed it up to his front end, and I would not let him move until I got the air hose. Good. 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 Yep. If you had already mentioned it to him, he should have been good with that. So that's uh, To be honest, Ray, I would have shot him. No. Yeah. no. No? All right. No, but listen, anytime you do anything like this, and even that which is, is, a, is a more benign thing to do, you are risking someone, a lunatic who's in the other oh, car, yeah. yes. doing something. Oh, yeah. So really weigh out whether it really matters that much. Yeah. Let's go to Tyler next. Hi, Tyler. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Well, I have a story for you. Yeah. Um, I was going to Walmart. With my pregnant fiance, and they have those uh, those special parking spots for the, the expecting mothers. Yes. So I was going to I pulled up past one, had the turn signal on, was going was going to park in there, and a guy in his fifties uh, pulled up pulled up pulled right in. He got out. I rolled the window down. I looked at him. I said, "You don't look like you're pregnant, buddy." <laughs> and uh, he looks at me. Goes, "Yeah, well, you were way too slow." He said, "You can't have this spot." Well, I was in my I have a pickup truck a newer one yeah and uh i waited for him he went inside i got out hooked the chain up to the hitch of my truck hooked it to his rear axle what? Like, <laughs> re- removed him from the parking oh lot. my god yes. <laughs> 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 you removed him from the parking lot that's <laughs> so damn good yes. wow yeah. see like that's did you wait for him to come out to see his reaction I did. I was sitting in the park. I was sitting in the parking spot because I pulled him out into, into the middle of the into the yeah. middle of like the, the little so, drive. Area. So Tyler, his 
his tires wouldn't have moved. You were able to drag that vehicle? Yeah, correct. It's a it's a diesel. I have a diesel pickup. <laughs> He said yes. Correct. Yeah. Correct, sir. He just dragged it. He oh, just dragged it a little bit. That's phenomenal. Did he? Did he see you when he came out? Yeah, he came out. Uh, he he looked at his car in the middle of the road. <laughs> he looked at me. I had the window down, and I said, "I don't know what happened, sir." <laughs> That's brilliant. What is what is what is the rule so. or what is I assume it's store policy is it actual law is it state no. policy that if you have an expectant mother slot that no. I, okay I, 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 there's because there's no legal thing that you can obtain that says that you will be able to park there same thing for employee of the month and all right, those other things right. okay, well, so, me, I mean obviously handicapped yes what yeah. about all right so if I was going let's say there was a strip mall and I was going to a store in the strip mall, but there was only one spot that was open, and that spot says... Uh, Mr. Craft. <laughs> no, it says uh, parking for this hair salon only. But I'm yeah. not going to the hair salon. I'm going to a store right next to the hair salon. Now, yeah. that's a good question because there are some places that'll... That, is that the law? Uh-huh. Can, in other words, when they... What is the law? If someone can, can clarify that because that's a very good point. I've been to very... Limited space strip malls where every other business has a sign in front. Right. Yep. And you are. Wait, but I think is, you and I yeah, are talking says, about the same place. Oh, man, there's we're, lots of them, Case. Worldwide? Yeah. Because yeah, no. I was like, oh, my God, oh, I got yeah. a spot right out front. Oh, uh, yeah. no. This is for Leslie Pool Supplies oh, only. Where the Iron Hill is. Yeah. 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 You gotta go, oh, man. You got to go across the street there. Yeah. And there's no, pl- there's no place. So I think if it's like if it's a business and that's their parking. Then, Private property, Then right? technically they could probably have you towed. Well, as far as the expectant mothers, it's just like a suggestion. You can't right. get a ticket What about the mothers in labor signs? What? There's, I've had... I remember a media one time I went to, uh, I forgot which parking lot it was, and, and sure enough, I pull in and park. I didn't even realize the sign. I was going to a place that's adjacent to the place that I was going to, and a security officer comes out and says, we're going to tell your car if you don't move it. Whoa. So, like, they, some places will even have somebody out there to monitor that and not just, you know, have a sign there to, to throw you off. Over in Maniunk, there with a place where you, it's, it's a small lot. It's for the, the, the brew pub. And there's a salon there. Yes. And uh, that lot is, I don't know where the guy is, if he's a chud or wherever he's hiding. But, uh, you know, Rick Delgado, former producer. I got of, a of ticket the there when it was Restoration Hardware. He ran across yeah. for five minutes just to get some something from the bicycle store across the street, came back, and the car was already being lifted up in the back. It was a Miata, so it was just Miata, two, guys easy, two guys picking it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, th- here you go. This would infuriate me. I'm going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You hey, guys rock. Thanks. Hey, Dave, what's your parking story? Hey, this is pretty cool, I thought. I was in, going into a Home Depot the other day, and uh, the spot I found was perfect. You know, right up front, right near front. And so, um, but the only problem was there was a shopping cart in there. Okay. A, so that's I, a pet peeve of mine, but go ahead. Well, yeah, right? Yeah, so idiots. I pulled in front of it, <laughs> yeah. all right, yeah. and, uh, and took the shopping cart out and uh, put it back where it's supposed to go, you know. And uh, lo and behold, I come back, and here's this douchebag with a freaking uh, Bluetooth in his ear pulling right into my spot, you know, like do-do-do-do-do, you know, yeah. <laughs> no care in the world, right? Yeah. So uh, I get out of the car, and I'm like, uh, I'm like almost seven foot tall, right? I'm like, hey, buddy. <laughs> I said, uh, roll down your window. He's like, he had no clue what happened. Yeah. I said, do you think that I pulled this shopping cart out of here for you to park in the space? I said, give me a break, pal. 
I said, would you like your uh, Bluetooth put somewhere you don't like it? <laughs> wow. I, said, I, I mean, suggest, I suggest you move right now, buddy. And I assume he did. I like the outcome. Right. And yeah. then we, he did, of course, right? Oh, man, he got the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> I, I think he even left the freaking uh, store. Uh, he didn't even go in the store. He left the yeah. state. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, though, Thanks, and here's, here's something for businesses. And, I, and this, I, honestly, I will always favor a place that has better parking. You know, I, 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 I'll I go out of my way to a, I'll go to a type of store that's further away yeah. because of the parking. It's just annoying when you are when you're just taking extra time to find a spot. Here's what I, I, I don't mind yeah. in, in a big lot, as you pointed out, Nick, I'll park. Just let me get into a spot before the evening. <laughs> right. Here's what I've noticed about those uh, Home Depot and Lowe's stores is that most people park by the entrance. Right? Yeah. I park by the exit yeah. because you can go in through the exit. I shouldn't have let that secret out, but there there's spots right there. Usually, I have no problems getting a spot right this in front. morning, Casey Foster revealed a special low secret. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will go to Carly. One last call here. we got to take a break. Hey, Carly, good morning. Hey, guys. Sorry about me at work. It's all right, Carly. What's up? So... This isn't a parking story, but somebody mentioned honking, and it was about two years ago on a beautiful spring day. I was in the car with my boyfriend. I was driving. He was in the passenger seat, and our windows were rolled down because it was so nice out, and I came to a red light. There was one car in front of me. The red light turned green, and the car in front of me didn't go. And I gave them time. I did not honk right away. I've totally done that before, looking at my phone or whatever at a red light. Don't see it right away. Waited probably, I'm going to say eight seconds, which is like a lifetime. That's a good amount of time, yeah. And um, I gave a polite, quick, brief little toot-toot. Not one toot, but a toot-toot. An actual toot-toot, yes. (laughs) Exactly. It was super friendly, and the guy in front of me looked up, put his hand out the window to give me the finger, and then Mm -hmm. proceeded through the green light. And I was like, whatever, not my problem. Mm -hmm. He went across the intersection, slowed down, and I like until I got across the intersection. So I wasn't in the middle of the intersection, but I couldn't get around him because it was only a one-lane road. So I was blocked where I was. He stopped his car, got out, started coming toward our car, um, and re- remember, the windows were down. I kind of panicked, and I started to try to, like, drive around the car. I don't know what happened, but he ended up t- reaching into the passenger side door and punched my boyfriend in the face as I was trying to drive past him. It was it was insane. That's crazy. Um, all, so all for it, what he should have done, any, any person with a grasp of sanity would say, oops, sorry, and stick their hand out and go, you no. know, that's it. And he, um, a lunatic. Did you get a license plate and call the police? I I absolutely did, and um, it was like my boyfriend wasn't really hurt. Like yeah. he didn't. He made impact. Doesn't matter. Deal, no, like, doesn't matter. I made them call the ambulance. I got a license plate. I got a picture of his license plate. He tried to drive away immediately after that, mm-hmm. and we had communicated with the police officer for a few days, um, and he the police officer ended up tracking the guy down. And the, what the police officer told us was that the guy said that I ran over his foot and he was going to press charges. <laughs> oh my god! And yeah, and of course he didn't. He wasn't the one who contacted the police. All right. Exa- right. Right. I, and I, so I was going to. The police officer told him, "Well, the other guy isn't going to press charges." 
And he was like, all right, well, I don't know, maybe I'll drop it then. So, like, he was all indignant. It was ridiculous, but it was it made for a great story, and well, people are crazy. Thanks, Carly. <laughs> I, I would have to follow through on that. I would, for, for just for principle yeah. mm-hmm. uh, of somebody being an a- absolute irate a-hole like that, I would have to follow through him. Whatever the court cost would be or anything like that, mm-hmm. just it would become... Make a point. Screw you. Yeah, make you, you feel know. better. All right, well, anyhow, uh, it's interesting how this... Standoff between these two cars in California happened for an hour. Nobody was budging, and eventually, the only reason it ended was because another spot opened up. So Maybe we'll have stories like that when seventy six goes under construction. Yeah. Let's see about yeah. that. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we get back, case I'm thinking we might have to come right back. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Maybe uh, so we can get on time with our. Uh, oh yeah. Our money that we have to give away. Go yep. fund yourself too is coming up, and we have the bizarre file coming. And uh, some guests will tell you a bit more about that in a little bit. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com, always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's dive into the stories I got for you. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings in self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, Diamond. So there may be a great many people who doubt the existence of karma, but it's difficult not to wonder when you hear stories like this one. Siphoning gas from someone else's vehicle is a crime that's been going on as long as people have had gas tanks. And it's every bit as annoying as it was back then, which is why people will take a special kind of satisfaction from this incident. A group of thieves are trying to steal some gas in Australia. They tried to siphon gas from a tour bus in the middle of the night, and all appeared to be going as planned right up until the moment went wrong. They managed to get the hose in, and they started sucking to bring out the gas, only to realize too late they put their siphoning pipe in the wrong place, and instead of sucking gas, they began sucking straight from the sewage tank. I thought it was going that way. That is awesome. And if you've ever siphoned gas, you always end up with some of it in your mouth. That's just the way it works. All right. So, uh, as per reports, police say... This must be ethanol because it tastes corn. uh, Police say (laughs) we can infer they made a very hasty retreat with a somewhat bitter taste in their mouth. (laughs) As of yet, no suspects have been arrested, but it's safe to say their punishment is one that they won't be forgetting anytime soon. So, they made a mistake. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, listen to these idiots. Oh, my God. Two Arkansas men are accused taking turns in a bulletproof vest and shooting each other. Now... We've heard these stories before, but it gets better. So Charles Eugene Ferris, who is fifty, was on his fifty. Yeah, exactly. You think you'd know better, right? Was on on his back deck drinking with his neighbor Christopher Hicks, who's thirty six, on a Sunday when the incident happened. Now Ferris was wearing a bulletproof vest, and he told Hicks to shoot him. Just sitting out on his deck wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. So he, he said to shoot him with the vest on. Now Hicks shot Ferris in the chest one time with a twenty two caliber semi automatic rifle. The bullet hit Ferris in the top left corner of his chest, and the vest stopped the bullet. The shot still hurt Ferris and left him with a red mark on the chest, which you would expect, right? All right, so Ferris then took off the vest, and Hicks put it on. 
Barris was angry about getting shot and how much it hurt, so he, quote, unloaded the clip into Christopher's back. Oh, my God. None of the rounds penetrated the vest, but Hicks suffered bruises. Now, it gets even better, okay? So, Ferris went to a local hospital because he's bruised up. He's concerned he's hurt. I got shot a whole bunch of times. Listen, a staff members there notified law enforcement. Ferris initially told deputies a story about being paid $200 to protect an asset and that he was shot guarding the asset from a man wearing a white suit near a bicycle and a walking trail. What? So he's pretending that he's a bodyguard, Steve. He was protecting the asset. Yeah, yeah. And Ferris later told deputies about drinking with Hicks and how they shot each other with bulletproof <laughs> vests after deputies spoke with Ferris's wife. It's the wife who said these idiots were out back. And I will always love you. Mm-hmm. Both Ferris bodyguard. and Hicks were arrested on suspicion of aggravated assault. A court hearing is planned for May 13th. Protecting the asset. Oh, dummies. <laughs> this guy reads Protecting, stories. Yeah, the like jackass that. set. Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, how about this? A, a hearse ran over the leg of an NYPD officer working crowd control at a huge funeral for a well-known rabbi in Brooklyn on Tuesday, while another officer was hit in the head with a drone that had run out of gas. <laughs> These poor cops. One gets their leg injured, and the other one gets hit by a drone. And by and- the way, sometimes the, you know when when a when a celebrated, revered rabbi dies. Those are huge, Steve. There were there were tens of thousands of people. Yeah, at this funeral, I mean, you're, you're talking. To, you know, these people are very revered. Yeah, the cop apparently fell while working crowd control at the Borough Park funeral, uh, and then got run over by a car in the funeral procession. <laughs> oh my god! He had a possible broken ankle and oh, another, my leg, and another cop suffered minor injuries from the drone that ran out of power and conked him in the head. Uh, The drone was being looked at by police, and at this stage, no charges are being laid. The funeral was for Rabbi Yisrael uh, Evromo of, uh, or I'm sorry, his name is Rabbi Yisrael Evromo Portugal, uh, who died at the age of 95, but there were tens of thousands, multiple tens. You know, it kills me because one of the first drones that I had actually hit my leg with the blade spinning, I still have scars from that. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. So when you hear this stuff happen, yeah. it's like, how are people getting their throats cut and stuff? Yep. Uh, the Brown Deer Police Department in Wisconsin said a woman called them on Sunday evening and reported that she had gotten into a verbal argument with her husband after he failed to get the type of chicken she wanted. Mm-hmm. You dummy. She called 911 for this. Uh, the issue was resolved after the husband agreed to leave the house for the night. Uh, police never revealed what type of chicken the wife wanted versus uh, what she was given. Wanted a raw Cornish game ham. And uh, what she was planning to make with it, but she wasn't happy that he got 911 is the appropriate number, right? That's the poultry number. Yep, it was the wrong chicken. And then the last story, Sarah Hinkson, this is in uh, England. Uh, in fact, it's in London. Uh, draped herself across four seats on the London Underground. Uh, while touching herself and moaning loudly. Oh, my. Yeah. Hinkson's hand was allegedly still down her pants. Do we have Kathy sound there? Trousers, as they say. <laughs> uh, when she was arrested by police officers, passenger Anthony Burton, who is visually impaired in one eye, by the way, told the City of London Magistrate's Court that he boarded the train after being escorted into the front carriage with his guided dog. He said, I was suddenly aware of a banging noise, and I thought it was something mechanical, but I noticed to my right there was a lady who was laid out across three or four seats. She was banging her foot against the seat on the glass, which was making the noise. 
Uh, there was not anybody standing in the way, and I could see her quite clearly. <laughs> Mr. Burton denied his impaired vision had affected what he had seen. He said, all I could see was her hand at the top of her wrist uh, area because the rest of her hand was in her trousers, and it was around her crotch. It was blatantly obvious which part of her body it was. She was minding the gap. Her hand, Exactly. Her hands were moving mo- uh, back and forth in a sort of gyratory movement. Uh, she wasn't saying anything, but there were moans and groans of sexual nature. And he said, I was quite taken aback. Mr. Burton contacted the police after seeing that there were children nearby at risk of seeing. You don't want that. Uh, the magistrate, Diane Lennon, found Hinkson guilty, stating we were asked to consider an offense of outraging public decency. She did not attend court, and a warrant has been issued for her arrest. The old fish and chips. That is what I have for you in the bizarre file at the moment, friends. Uh, joining us on the program a little bit later on, we are going to have comedian Vicki Barbalak, who's going to be here. She's performing at uh, Punchline. And uh, we're going to have Jake Arietta of your Phil's giving us a buzz today. They are off today. Uh, they host the Twins Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and he will be pitching on Sunday. As we take a break, let's give you something to quench that thirst. I have the beer of the month, a case of Yards Pink to set you up with. Yeah. Caller number 12, you get Yards Brewing Company, and uh, they've been crafting quality ales right here in Philly since 1994. Like Pink, a sparkling, refreshing tart, berry ale brewed with cherries and raspberries. And you can find Yards Pink at the Poor House in Westmont, New Jersey. 215-263-WMMR, caller 21, or I'm sorry, caller 12. You have to be at least 21. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. Glorious Sun. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Let's match up another couple Ooh. vids. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. We're down to what we're calling the Great Eights. So far, the matchups have been uh, Rizzo, the Anchorman, a love story against Caitlyn Jenner's dinner party. Uh, then he had to impress and Steve tries Sir Strumming against Harper Lee's laser tag. And... The matchup we're going to feature right now is Casey's Ranch Dressing Freakout against Regis Gets Tough. Wow. By the way, uh, somebody did point out that voting for the Sir Stroming against Harper Lee was not working. Marissa, do we have that up and running now? You can now vote for that. All right, excellent. A little bit of a technical snag, but uh, voting is enabled and ready. So, Casey's Ranch Dressing Freakout, just a little taste of that. Here we go. It's not something I invented. Are it that, was like I tried that? it because I saw a girl with a, with a nice frame, as a matter of fact, trying to like ranch dressing on your pizza. All right, I'll try it. And then I did it like six times. And next thing you know, I, I'm, I'm making ranch dressing pizza sandwiches or something. Shut up! Case it had it at that point. Nice frame, by the way. Yeah, right? Nice frame. You got some <laughs> nice, you know, nice walking sticks on you. Mm-hmm. I, the argument didn't carry any weight with you guys. <laughs> no, but it's it's passionate and it's honest. I'm going to say that it's one. Real. That's going all the way. You think it's going to do yep. it? It very well could, man. I I I, I tend my, to agree with you. Yeah, that's my prediction. Okay. All right. Next, it was it's up against uh, Regis Gets Tough. Here's a clip of that. Although Regis has yet to return uh, for a visit to live, he has been a frequent guest on the Rachel Ray show. Yeah, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. And so. I can't stand that bitch. <laughs> Me neither, Reach. Oh, my God. I'm with you. Holy Christ. 
Oh, that's it. That's yeah. it. Well, that's what you need to say. All right, so you can now vote WMMR.com Daily Rush Madness, and make sure you get signed up for the grand prize while you're there, which you can do once a day during this. So it's today and tomorrow, and that's it, one per person. Uh, you can end up going to Punchline Comedy Club's shows for the rest of the year. Every single show they have, you got to be at least 21. Enter that, and they are sponsoring this event, which is really cool. On the, uh, the ranch dressing thing, I saw this story this morning, Case, and the only, only reason I bring it up is because it's a matchup. Don't. Don't get angry that I'm bringing up ranch dressing around you, but um, Heinz is launching Cranch Sauce. Cranch? Well, I've seen a whole bunch of uh, ranch dressing um, mashups. Ketchup ranch dressing? Well, here's the deal. So they had had done mayo chup, remember, which is uh, ketchup and mayonnaise. And now they're announcing uh, Cranch, a combination of ketchup and ranch dressing. I'm not down with that. I don't think that sounds very appetizing. Is that kind of what blends? What's in the secret sauce? Uh, the, uh, it's uh, ketchup, mayo, and and uh, relish. Okay, that's basically what special sauce is. All right, uh, and it should be rolled out in most stores nationwide sometime this month. Casey had posted. I saw. I saw you tweet something out, Casey. It said, "In in effect, any time some type of ranch <laughs> product comes be- up, becomes a meme or a, yeah. some sort of." Social media story, my inbox somehow uh, lights explodes. Up. Yeah, yeah. Explodes. the name of the uh, the large uh, bottle of ranch dressing being carried around that ended up in your mailbox. I'm sure a thousand times. Yep. Yeah, because you are now the ranch dressing boy. And my pain is your pleasure. Yeah, uh, uh, anything Florida man related is what I get. Now. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So, which is fine. I'm okay with cranch, I guess. Okay. Uh, there's. Are there opportunities in which they've mixed together before on your plate? Uh, mm. Tomato sauce and pizza, so yeah, yeah, yeah. same thing. I I, I like those kind of like creamy sauces, like uh, the you know <laughs> Freddy's is this little uh, steak burger fast food joint near yeah. my house, and they have their fry sauce. I don't know what it is, but it's some sort of concoction of you know. Is like it always the case though that yeah. when they when they mix things, I find like you know they have the peanut butter and jelly mixed together in the jar. Yeah, it's always a slightly less Quality, quality sure, peanut yeah. butter, slightly less quality jelly. So, mm. and in this case, or you, you know, the Heinz is obviously a well-respected giant in the ketchup industry. But um, I don't know when they mix them together themselves. I think it always is just a little bit less tasty. Or... Here's a uh, here's a couple more mayo Q, which is a uh, barbecue sauce and mayonnaise, mm-hmm. and mayo must, <laughs> and then uh, Fomunda. Just uh, mayonnaise and mustard. That's kind of a standard mayonnaise and mustard. If you can, you can make yeah. your like your uh, like a honey mustard or or whatever. You know, usually what? it's just mayonnaise and mustard and. Honey. What's in the mustard sauce that um, uh, that they have at the um... at Freddy's? No, yeah. no, or, no. Or, Chick Fil A. A Chick Fil A. Yeah, they have a the, their Chick Fil A sauce is essentially it's honey mustard and barbecue sauce. Okay, oh, is that what it honey is? Honey mustard with a little bit of barbecue sauce. Okay. In it. Yeah, at least I looked it's that secret. up. Secret. There are you can find. Uh, websites have that, died for that. that have um, you know secret recipes and so forth. People have have kind of R and D'd them, or reverse engineered yes, them, yes, yeah, and figured Jeez, them out. Labs. And you can make them at home if you want to. You know, like they, we've talked about, you can make the the Cheddar Bay biscuits at yeah. home. You can find those recipes. There was a uh, you guys remember uh, like a couple of months ago? I went keto for about five days. Absolutely, you uh, rocked that keto. <laughs> I rocked that keto. Well, there was a great keto burger that uh, that came with the with the ice homemade... cream. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an actual burger. It was really good, but but the um, the recipe called for a special sauce to be made with it. All right, and it was delicious. It was mayonnaise, uh, Worcestershire. What do you say, Worcestershire? Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah, and either. Cool Whip. And cool... Ew. 
Well, okay, so I got something about Cool Whip, too. All right. Um, but uh, Mayo, and, Worcestershire, and... And Sriracha. Ooh. Sriracha, okay. It's not was, bad. It was damn good. Damn. And, and it was keto. Um, but somebody down the hall was telling me, because when I was trying to do keto, I have such a sweet tooth, and it's really, really hard for me to not have sugar in my life. And right. He's, and he had uh, recommended uh, Cool Whip Frozen, and it is... Because I don't actually like Cool Whip by itself. Cool Whip should have sugar in it. Yeah. It uh, does. No, no, no. Like a sugar-free Cool Whip. Frozen. Oh, sugar-free yeah, Cool Whip. Now, now with sugar. Now with sugar. No, so but like a sugar-free <laughs> Cool Whip frozen, and it, I, I loved it. I thought it you tasted can, delicious. I mean, you can be on a diet and still save your dessert for yeah, yeah, yeah. just one time sure. later in the day. Are you kind of picking at it throughout the day? You know, like cookies mm. and things like that? No, Sweet not really. You know, it's kind of yeah, good case. Like just leave a bag of sugar open, and then we pass by. Just <laughs> yeah. take a spoonful now. <laughs> Pinch out every now and then. Oh my God. But when I hear people like, like, I don't really like sweets, I, I, I'm jealous of them. Well, right. I'm super jealous because I love I love it. I'm addicted to it. You well, what? Well, yeah. that's no, but you know what? That's it. So, um, I've been doing the, you know, the B balance program, and that's one of the things they take you off of the sugar. But I almost went through like a little withdrawal from it. I was I, for like the first two days, I had a headache. But once you get past that, like now, I don't. I'm not craving. You don't crave it. it. I'm not craving right. it like I used to. I and used also, to... It, it causes you to eat more when you have a, uh, you know, those those sugar it, up and down, up and down. Exactly. I, it has I the reverse effect. It might be true in most stuff because I in in my diet and I've lost now. I'm lost four. 40 pounds. Uh, thank you. But I, I had uh, I'd hit kind of a roadblock, and I started to. I'd never tweaked with carbohydrates and proteins and fats and stuff like that. I just ate less. You just eat less, yeah. But then I hit a roadblock. I'm like, hey, I'm going to have to do some tweaking here. And I did. And uh, after a while, I didn't. I, I, I cut out not all carbohydrates, but most of them. Yeah. And, uh, and after a while, I felt like I don't have to have them anymore. It's pretty much the same with everything. If you try it after a little yeah. while, you get used to that. Right. Uh, to that yeah. way of life. I'm not saying you do, Preston, but um, I had heard that like people on Atkins and people that don't have carbs in their diet have stinky breath. Mm. That huh. it totally oh, affects no. Is it possible they just had stinky breath to begin with and they're using this as an excuse? No. I, there's there's something biological going on where if you're you know carb-free or Atkins or whatever, yeah. it does something uh, to your well, breath. Well, it's like the keto thing was making uh, ladies uh, naughty yes. parts. And right. making, making men's uh, semen, uh, the, like butterscotch, right? Was it really? <laughs> I don't really know. So, there's always some sort anyway, of weird thing attached to it. Something happened to me the other day that like on any other normal day, it would have been like, wow, what did I do to deserve this, this is great. What happened? Uh, there, I got something out of the vending machine, and I reached in to get my my chips, and there were hookers, M and M Dorita or M and M peanut M and M's in there. Oh, just at the bottom. I, th- there was a whole ba- bag of peanut M and M's in there. I would it's like, like a win. Uh, well, I'm I get yes. I'm walking <laughs> on sunshine. sunshine. Yeah, hey! right after that, Casey's skipping down the hall. Uh, but I gave up chocolate for Lynn. I was like, oh, man. Well, then it wasn't a, a great day for you. It was a horrible yeah, day. Yeah, but I, like, I was actually like, when it first happened, it was, hey! it was like, oh, wait a second. I gave up chocolate for Lent. Yeah. So well, I gave him away. Well, you, you did. Gave away. Well, that's very got, nice. You got to make somebody else happy. Yeah. Good. You know, you started to say M&M Doritos. I did. And, and my brain started to spin, <laughs> and, the, and I was thinking, would that be good or not? No. Probably Dude, not. they're making no. ranch sauce. They might make M&M Doritos. Yeah. These know. novelty things come out. They sell for a while, and, and if they get any sort of traction, they, they keep them around. But uh, they're always trying crap like this. Like it, can you still find the peanut butter and jelly in a jar? I don't know. Combo? Goobers. Is that what they call it? Goobers. Yeah. yeah. Right? What a great word. 
Goober. Goober. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're such a goober. <laughs> yeah. I like the pretzel M&Ms. Those are good. Yes. Oh, yeah. Caramel M&Ms, pretzel M&Ms. Oh, I'm thinking of like, yeah. I'm thinking of like uh, you know, a, a salty snack mixed with an M&M. Sweet and savory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, we, growing up, we always had, like at parties, there was always a bowl of M&M's and peanuts. So instead of doing peanut M&M's, it, it was like kind of... <laughs> yeah. this, make your this, own? Yeah, it was a standard thing in my house. Just glue them together. <laughs> my wife would put, when we would make popcorn for movies, uh, she would put M&M's in the popcorn. Yeah. Really? Uh, when you'd get to the bottom of the bowl, there but, were M&M's. Oh. Done that? Yeah. It's good stuff. I would always put my uh, junk to the bottom of the box. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that she like reaches diner. in and... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I don't want to talk about food anymore. No, I, I, because it's annoying. You uh, get hungry. There was something else that I saw that I thought was worth bringing up. Volunteers cleaning up New Jersey beaches last year uh, found everything, including the kitchen sink. They found one of those. Really? Uh, so, yeah, they go through a cleaning process. and This is preparation for the season. Yeah, nearly 82% of the trash removed during uh, Clean Ocean Action's beach sweeps last... So they did it last spring. I guess the stats are just coming out now, but they must be doing one now. Right. Uh, last spring and fall, uh, the, the main thing, 82% of it was plastic, including beverage bottles, shopping bags, straws, and stirs. And foam pieces. Interestingly, the number of cigarette butts picked up, which was twenty two thousand, was actually down nearly a quarter from a year earlier. So, so when that's does good. when does the smoking ban now, kick in this year? All right, I think yeah. So we'll see that number drop. Uh, more than ten thousand volunteers plucked four hundred and fifty four three hundred and sixty five thousand pieces of debris from the ocean coast, bay shores, and the banks of rivers, lakes, and streams as part of the annual survey by the Coastal Environmental Group. Uh, they tally up all the garbage left behind on uh, New Jersey state beaches. Um, balloons reached an all time high. Five thousand four hundred and seventy of them were found. Uh, they Balloons. are, yeah, they are particularly hazardous to marine life, including sea turtles uh, that mistake them for jellyfish, and uh, they eat them, and it, strang- it can strangle their intestines. Shorebirds can get entangled in balloon strings, as can fish. So, several Jersey shore towns have actually banned balloon releases and things like that. Yeah. But they're sold on the boardwalk and all for that. Those reasons. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. yeah. You see those mylar balloons and mm-hmm. stuff all over the place. Uh, Balloon turtles. Volunteers wearing gloves also picked up 565 condoms last year. That's an increase of more than 56% from the year before. It's a lot more banging on the beach. Lots of rubbers. I wouldn't just wear gloves if that was my job. I'd wear a suit of armor. Mm Mm-hmm. But banging on the beach, and we've talked about this. It's like the uh, the Carly Simon song. It's overrated. It's overrated. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, You you get sand in places Uh, where you're not supposed to have sand. It works against you. Uh, volunteers removed removed 267 uh, baby diapers, oh which was up God. 78% from the year earlier. Uh, some trash was more unusual. A fake $100 bill was found. A Philadelphia rail token that appeared to be from the 1930s was found. Hmm. The door from a portable restroom. <laughs> uh, a plastic pig was found. And a sex toy uh, was found at the beach. So how much... So... After hours, I mean, we, we say that the sex on the beach thing is, is and we agree, we're all, it's, it's, it's uh, wholly unpleasant eventually, uh, but I assume, so judging by your condom number, it's it's yeah. on the up, uh, uptick. 
Yeah. Uh, so, Casey, you know, out on the beach, you're out there, and this, mm-hmm. you know, do do you ever happen across no couples? Well, so I know in, in hidden in, under uh, uh, porta pot doors. No, I think it's teens. Yeah, it's, like at night. Yeah, it's not. Like, no, I know it's not senior sweetheart. <laughs> let's not go adults. out. Yeah, let's uh, bring the dildo, and we'll. No, it's obviously ki- you know yeah. teens. In, but do you, do you ever encounter them? No, in Wild in Wildwood. Let's go bang on the beach. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, just in Wildwood, the uh, the police drive up and down the beach all night long. Uh, when I was in Ocean City, I never saw that. Cause right. we, we would go down to the beach quite a bit when I was an Ocean City guy, um, and I never saw any cops on the beach there. I got busted as an adult on the beach. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Okay. As an adult, and it was not in Wildwood, Casey. It was either Avalon or Stone Harbor. It's Golden Pond. It was on Golden Pond, <laughs> and it was Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, embarrassing, and the but the and, and I'd been drinking. And... You just lay still. I'll handle the shaking. We told the officer, and and it was the same type of approach. It was they had. It's not a, a, a cop car, but it's like a, a dune buggy almost with mm-hmm. that they drive up and down the boat, uh, up and down the beach. How compromised were you? Well, my shirt was off. Yeah. My pants were on. Her shirt was off. Her bra was on. Right. Um, this was four years ago, five years ago. Okay. And uh, so I was 38, okay. 39, something like that. Oh, dear. Yeah. And, um, wow, you really avoided getting in some serious trouble. Uh, yeah. But the person was understanding. And I think the, the, the cop was. And I think because we were adults, I think we were like, listen, we're, we're caught. We're busted. Yeah. This is what we were doing. You want to join in? Yeah. <laughs> no. We were drinking well, on the that's beach. that's quite an offer. We're idiots. And uh, can you please just let us go? I think if we had been kids, had been teenagers, they probably maybe would have busted us and maybe taken a little bit of joy in, you know, in doing that. But, uh, you know, we were just stupid adults at that point. Did they wow. check IDs or anything? Or were the IDs there? No. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a 39-year-old drunken right. moron in the middle of the summer. And by the way, what time of day was this? Oh, this is like noon. <laughs> no, it was like two or three in the morning. Oh, okay. It was after a bar. It was a Saturday night. Yeah. Wow. Good okay. time. All right. Well, uh, some medical waste was also found, but uh, not at the levels it reached in the late 1980s when it was uh, an epidemic on Jersey beaches. Uh, Remember other- that dentist was dumping? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. Like, and they, they kept finding that stuff. Uh, other items include a shoe with a bottle of hot sauce inside it, <laughs> okay. uh, a large lump of coal. Uh, the door to a safe was found. Interesting. You wonder, by the way, you, were, you had the story and the bizarre file about the Garfield phones that have been washing up on a, a beach in uh, England, I guess. France. Mm-hmm. France, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, because a cargo ship went mm-hmm. down with a whole bunch of Garfield phones uh, 20 years ago. Yep. They also found uh, pom-poms, a loaf of bread. Uh, a bag of lemons. Did, what, what about and an air conditioner? What about med- What about like? I wonder how many times they find bodies or or body oh, that's parts. A good, that's or a good question. You know what? In uh, in British Columbia, I think is where it is. They keep finding feet. Feet. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yes. Within a shoes, right? Uh-huh. And like like a single foot in a shoe, oh, and they they found them many many times over. And, and they're trying to figure out. Yeah. They don't know exactly yeah. what it all. Uh, where it all comes from. And they're asking people yeah. to see if they have both their feet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could you please check? Take I, a look. I will watch the sunrise quite a bit during the summer down uh, in uh, in Wildwood. And every single time I'm down there, they, they have those uh, the beach sweepers. Right. Um, how, how deep into the sand do they go? Pretty deep. I yeah. would say um, eight inches, eight right. to 12 inches, something like that. I mean, and, and it turns it up pretty good. I just don't know. Uh, how good it is at like getting all that fine stuff out of there, right? You know, yeah. and so 
a lot of times when I'm leaving the beach at the end, because we're we're uh, we leave late. Um, and so as you're kind of walking to the trash can, you just sort of pick up trash along the way. That's nice. Well, I mean, because all the condoms, <laughs> I won't touch that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Did I tell you guys about the, the pad that I saw in the surf? Uh, a tampon? No, not surf. a tampon. A, a maxi pad. Maxi pad? Yeah. I just saw it and I was like, uh, and, and I just, those things are wild. No, but it just it must've come out of somebody's. <laughs> Bathing suit. Okay. Yeah. And and I picked it up. I picked it up with, wow. my, with my hands and you know threw it threw it away. And I was like, I mean, Wait, that this isn't bread. No, that wasn't somebody littering. No, I mean that was just an honest. It was an mistake. accident. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're well. You maybe. No, I can't even go there. That's that's horrifying. Yeah. Okay. Chuck D'Amico picks up litter whenever he walks over <clears> it. <throat> it doesn't matter where he is. That's he's, nice yeah, of him. Yeah. He's, he's very thoughtful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of uh, the beach and, and summertime and all that stuff, uh, I saw this other story, <laughs> uh, which is kind of interesting, about uh, mosquitoes, which we will, we will eventually be dealing with those in, in a couple of months, most and likely. And the West Nile virus? No, not that. Okay. Uh, it's about how repellent spray could be replaced by music, according to a new study. Huh. Researchers have discovered that dubstep music is an effective way to protect to protect against mosquitoes. I heard about this. I saw this. No yeah. Way. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in their Even st- they hate it. <laughs> in their st- is that Bill? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! That bizarrely works. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the mosquitoes explode into flames or what? No, it their, repels them? In their study published in the scientific journal uh, Arctotropica, the international team of researchers wrote, uh, sound and its reception are crucial for reproduction, survival, and population maintenance of many animals. In insects, low-frequency vibrations facilitate sexual interactions where noise disrupts the perception of signals from uh, conspecific, conspecifics, which are members of the same species. Okay. Hosts. So here's the deal. The the um, Aedes aegypti mosquito, commonly found in tropical regions of the world and known for its white markings on its legs. Yeah, I'm looking. Is known to spread dangerous and sometimes life-threatening diseases such as the Zika virus, dengue fever, and yellow fever. Uh, but the dubstep track Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites by Skrillex, <laughs> which has a mix of very high and very low frequencies, was, <laughs> was chosen to see whether electronic music could be an effective repellent. According to the results, <laughs> female adult mosquitoes <laughs> entertained by the track attacked hosts later and less often than those in a dubstep-free environment. And the occurrence of blood-feeding activity was lower when the dubstep music was being played. Uh, on average, how much lower? You know what? I don't know. Like, they said 10%? What, or... They said what's more is the adults exposed to the music copulated far less often than those in the area with no music. And so they're not reproducing as much. Interesting. Uh, right, do we need mosquitoes, though? <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, as far as the ecosystem is concerned. Well, they help spread disease. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you know what? I don't know of any uh, any benefit attributes. Well, don't like fish eat them and stuff that, like that. are positive. Bats. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and maybe. bats, yeah. Uh, the study has received some interest on social media since then. Yeah, you remember it wasn't maybe it was a year before last or something like that. The bat population had kind of started to fizzle out, and you know what brought it back. We saw a lot of mosquitoes because of that. Bluegrass. 
bluegrass. Yeah, they they, they fornicate oh, like they crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bats like bats bluegrass. Love bluegrass music. So Cause them to to just hump like crazy. Mosquitoes hate EDM. Yeah, and bats love bluegrass. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> Wait, what song is this? It's a cantina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, from Star Wars. <laughs> what? What's the average? One bat can eat like 1,500 mosquitoes in a night? It's a lot. It, yeah. yeah. It definitely is a lot. So, anyhow, that's something to consider as uh, the summer will be here in the not-too-distant future. If one were to leave a, a low-volume dubstep piece on... By their campsite, would it do anything? You know what? Unfortunately, they didn't get that far in the study. And uh, look, they just leave us hanging. Yeah, I know. We bought the Skrillex. Now, what do we do with it? I know. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll try not to bring that up again. (laughs) It's a sore point. Uh, let's see. What else we want to talk about here? I got some. What are you you the noticer? Are you? Is this a junk drawer? What is this? Or is this just Preston, inquisitive man? Yeah, I think it's that. I'm just the meanderer. The meanderer. Meanderer. I know I was done talking about Jack Kerouac of Insignifica. I I know I was uh, talking about food earlier, and I said I didn't want to talk about food anymore. But I you were wrong. I I was wrong because Oscar Meyer is about to release. You remember Lunchables? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my kids eat them all the time. Yeah, we you know we still yeah. have them around the house. Uh, Oscar Meyer's about to release Brunchables. <laughs> Brunchables? Does it come with a mimosa? <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. A little airplane bottle yeah. of vodka and a little orange juice, or container. just like a little moist towelette that you ring into your mouth. I mean, not vodka, champagne. Champagne, yeah. yeah. Uh, they'll come in three different sandwich varieties: bacon and cheddar cheese, ooh, ham and cheddar cheese, ooh. And sausage and cheddar cheese. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> All three come with uh, breakfast flatbreads and a mini blueberry muffin. Mini. And they'll be on store shelves later this spring. I find that those little blueberry muffins, uh, which sometimes you'll get the pack of them, uh, I find that uh, while they can be tasty, what uh, makes me not frequent them is the fact that each one is a quarter of a million calories. Yeah. They're super high in calories. These are which little blueberry muffins are you talking about? Uh, like what, the little Debbie or ones? Yes. Little Debbie's like little that. Little bites. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I don't eat them. Freaking so I, things. I've not looked at the uh, caloric uh, consequences of those. Blood brunchables. Yeah. I do have the 30 most unhealthy fast food items if you want to. Well, can I ask a question about the Lunchables? Yeah, you... yeah, let's go to that. All right. I, I'm a little perturbed by the fact that they call them Lunchables Brunchables. Shouldn't they just be called Brunchables? Uh, no, no, no. I don't think they're calling them Lunchable Brunchables. Yeah. Well, on, on the screen yeah. in, the, in the studio here, it says Lunchable Brunchables. Oh, and I, think that that's, I, I guess think you're correct. The, but that's probably the brand name. That's the, yeah. That's the uh, I, I agree, though. It, just it seems cute. schizophrenic. Yeah, I'm just... Under uh, the umbrella of Lunchables, we bring you Brunchables. Right. I mean, just go with A Lunchables production. We would yeah. all know that it's Lunchables if you yeah. just call them Brunchables. I think this is a marketing error. Yeah. My kids eat them for dinner, so they should make dinnerables. <laughs> dinnerables? Yeah. So well, they, can, can you can you exist wholly in the abol's environment? <laughs> the abol. <laughs> yeah, and how many of those is good enough for a dinner case? 
How if, many? Like one's not enough, I wouldn't think. Uh, you well, know, I mean, these are dinner. kids are eating it, so. That's true. And but, each Lunchable gives you uh, 200 times your daily in sodium requirement. Yeah, yeah so you're good there. I have a sore spot for Lunchables. There's never been a vegetarian Lunchable. Uh, yeah, they don't right. care about vegetarians. They don't. <laughs> they don't. I've been a vegetarian. Not everything has Here to be for vegetarians. We don't care about vegetarians. <laughs> I know. Wait, don't, Suck it. Don't they have a peanut butter one? Is there one? So I've been a vegetarian no. since no? like seventh grade, and I've always like no, walked yes, by they do. them. Marissa, they just saran wrap a, a head of broccoli <laughs> <laughs> or a, a fruit roll-up. There, a yeah, fruit roll-up in an envelope. You know what? Vegetarian um, lunch. Marissa, they do. If you get the pizza one, you don't have to put the okay. pepperoni on it. You can just do the cheese and the sauce. Yeah, but can they just serve but it you're with? You're paying for it. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Throw you know some I mean? green peppers in there. Do you know how expensive those things are? Throw some green peppers. There's no vegetables <laughs> at all in Lunchables. I they don't. They don't last as long as. <laughs> that's why. They, they would, Could you imagine a box full of rotting rot. produce? Yeah. Well, I tried to make a healthier lunchable, I, <laughs> and I have a, conti- a Tupperware, you know, that has the yeah. different spots for it. And yeah. I tried to do it, and he came home from school, and it was all still in there. I'm like. Why didn't you eat your Lunchable? Jace was like, this is not a Lunchable, and mm-hmm. that was not as good as the packaged kind. They do make, uh, now they're not uh, from, who makes Lunchables? Is it Kraft? Oscar Meyer. Oscar Meyer, I'm sorry. The Pentagon. Uh, it's not that product, but you can get, you know, higher quality little snack packs that are like that that come with, you know, like uh, wine-infused uh, um, salami. Really? And, uh, yeah, Asiago cheese mm, and, yeah. And, and, and water crackers and things like that. Yeah, we, we have tons of those at home. So who sells those? Uh, we, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't I don't know the brand name, but you can get it. I think it's Pompasable. Pretty much any grocery store. Well, Steve, to your point earlier, there's an Ubble and vegetable, but there's no vegetable and a Lunchable. It's true. You know, oh, crazy. That's messed up. Yeah. Hmm. But, but I think it comes from the word edible. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, lunch yeah, is man. edible, too. Why split hairs? Yeah. <laughs> Munchable. <laughs> um, yes. So that, that snack pack that uh, you speak of, Preston, did they sell that at Wawa? There are similar packs with che- cheese and yeah. uh, crackers. Yeah. And uh, I don't think you're going to get the wine infused. Yeah. Yeah. You know I like snack pack. Why can't you just give me a snack pack? <laughs> Great audio. Snack right? packs. Those were uh, pudding. Yeah. yeah. I loved them as a kid. I remember I, like I used to lip. love when my grandfather took care of us. My, my parents would, would go away on trips because he would give us chocolate pudding for breakfast. Because mm-hmm. he thought it was cereal. He was at that point where there was like early dementia setting in. He thought pudding was cereal? Because you serve it in a bowl. Pudding. With a pudding. Chocolate pudding. Grandpa, this is cereal. <laughs> It's very liquidy brown cereal. Various puddings. I love various puddings for breakfast and crafts of tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. In so, England, pudding is dessert, by the way. You're going to Eng- England and it says pudding. It's not pudding. It's dessert. Yeah, I think, well, we, I think we told that yes. story on the air, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, we had. To, we were at a pub. We were at the Punch Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Casey had asked the server if pudding was pudding. Aren't you delightful? And she, well, she didn't understand either. She didn't know what pudding yeah. to us was. Yeah. So what? So is, what do learning. they serve you? It's dessert. It's dessert. What do you mean dessert? Anything. So the Cake. word for cake uh-huh. is, a is pudding. pudding. Got you. Instead, the waitress, of des- instead of a instead of the dessert section, it's the pudding section. Got you. And she and I was trying to explain pudding to her, <laughs> and couldn't quite. She didn't quite understand it. And eventually, I said, you know, like chocolate mousse. And she's like, oh, okay. I so asked her pudding in Scotland, and the waitress turned around and hiked up her skirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? What, what is? Well, no. It's like tap. No, no, please. There's obviously a breakdown in the nomenclature here. You ate it with your fingers. Yeah. Good, gentle. No, no. It's like jello, pudding. Cheesecake? Yeah. Who are uh, talking about? People want to disagree with the uh, vegetarian lunchable thing. I'm going to go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Good morning, Preston Gadzook. Gadzook, sir. What's up? There are vegetarian, well, I assume it's vegetarian lunchables. It's, uh, you know, tortilla chips and nacho cheese kind of stuff. No meat whatsoever that I'm aware of. So, uh, Marissa, have you heard of that? Under the Lunchable brand? I was not aware. I'm actually looking to see when they came out. Oh, they yeah. Out they might be on a higher shelf, Marissa. You might yeah, she would never see it because it's on the upper <laughs> shelf. It was on the second shelf. Here you go. There's one that says nacho cheese dip and salsa. Would you consider that a no. meal, though? No, that's nacho not. cheese dips and salsa. Right, did you all finish your nacho cheese dips and salsa? You're ready for some dessert? I mean, there's no real, you know, you need more than that. Want some Scottish pudding? <laughs> By the way, this is, is this called a cabobulator? What is that? Uh, oh, that was just an extra product or something. It's the thing that vibrates. It looks like a penis. There's <laughs> clearly a breakdown in the terminology. Cabobulator. Cabobulator. I don't know. A, right. a lot of these things are... I know that uh, when they first came on the scene, every kid in school had snackables and packables and... Uh, yeah. Whatever else. Wait, so since I've never had a Lunchable, do you put them in the microwave or do you eat no. them? No. What are you, an insane? I know, I've never had one. What are you, because... a child killer? What part of that did you think got microwaved? Like the pizza ones. No. What? No. Are you, are you crazy? You would think, but You're no. just stacking everything on a cracker. You st- okay. It's stackable like a Lunchable, like you, a Brunchable. They were so cute. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you are a Little did we know you were a pedophile. Really Wait a minute! Where did that come from? from? The Scottish thing. Oh, well, that's where we're. Okay. That's what lunchable means in Scotland. Anyway, listen. I don't have time to get to the thirty most oh. unhealthy. Oh food. man, I'm sorry. We'll have to do that at another time. But <laughs> but uh, but now, if we learn anything, there is now um, cranch sauce, which is uh, ketchup and ranch dressing. Heinz is making cranch. Sounds like what. I, I'm I'm cranching up. Yeah, yeah call exactly. it like a ranch up or something. Ranch up might be better than yeah. cranch. I don't know. Uh, anyway, pud. We, pud? Did everyone finish their pud? Did you have some pud? Mm. Pud is a word pud that, is... that needs to come back. I mean, you can't have pudding without pud. You can. Yeah. Right. I'm and so... that should be the ad campaign. You can't have you can't have your pudding without your pud. Pink Floyd. It's like the end of a Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Song, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I. I'm so glad that you. Mother, said... Mother, do you think they'll make some pud? I'm so glad you brought up the word pud. <laughs> uh, pud is a classic. It's a great word. Is that a, is that a uh, is that a it's, Jewish? Yeah. Oh, is that a does that come from Hebrew pud? Mm. Is it because uh, I know putts, pud, because yeah, pud, pud pulling. I don't. I don't know. If used they to got... be the act of self pleasuring. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Pud origin and meaning by online etymology dictionary. Pud. Oh. Uh, according to OED and DAS from Pudding. That's Oxford English Dictionary. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, for the same slang sense. Uh, from Oh, okay, because pudding uh, in the UK can also mean a savory dish, like a meat dish. There are puddings. 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 <laughs> I'd like that are, Do you uh, have any extra pud? So from the original sausage sense of pudding. 
is where pud comes from. So how did it Sorry, end up bud. being a m- bit more scatological in its sausage perception? Sausage pudding. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Sausage. Okay. Sausage. Penis. It sounds like we're selling to the, to the allied forces. <laughs> Sausage. You Pudding. <laughs> Pud. <laughs> the attack is at noon. <laughs> to the allied forces. <laughs> Snackable. A brunchable. Pud. <laughs> what? No, no, I'm just saying, because you were thinking maybe it was a Hebrew or, or but putz, yeah. is that what you're thinking? Putz is definitely, putz. Putz. For, okay. I just thought it may have had a similar derivation. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. putz. Yeah, putz. All right, anyhow, this has been uh, English 101. <laughs> it's been nothing. It's been a morass of crap. Preston and Steve show. Let's take a break because we have a guest who is waiting to get into here, and uh, she's going to be performing at uh, Punchline tonight. So when we return, we'll get uh, Vicky Barbalock in the studio. Jake Arietta, your Phillies, is going to be popping on as well. So we'll break and come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Pud. <laughs> More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You may have caught uh, our next guest on America's Got Talent, season 13. She is now in town to play Punchline tonight. Yeah. Tomorrow and Saturday, Vicki Barbalock is here. Hello, everybody. Hello, Philadelphia. <laughs> Wonderful. Have you spent much time here, Vicki? I was here. Uh, my daughter, uh, she's really good at math, so they invited us out to tour Penn. And so we're walking around. We're so trailer. We're walking around Penn, and Lily goes, is that, what's that Ivy on the wall? Do you, do you think, I go, uh, maybe, do you think this could be Ivy League school? So maybe it's Ivy League school. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's an Ivy League school. Came right out of the trailer park. Yeah, no, no, I tell you, yeah, that's one of those, one of those where, things. Where are you from originally, Vicky? I, I've been, like, around San Diego for, like, uh, for like 50 years. They don't have trailer parks in San Diego, do they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I live in a sweet one in Oceanside, yeah. Oh, yeah? Quite nice. I don't want to brag. Okay, understood. <laughs> it's not the second best one in my park, but yeah. still second, the same person. Yeah, there you go. So right. you, you're you're from California to begin with, right? And just I was born in Illinois, but we left when I was one. I, I wasn't happy there. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> Didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too cold. Uh, are those... Corks on your ears, wine corks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Those are they're, earrings. Those are, are handmade corks. in my trailer park by my friend Carol. <laughs> yeah. Trailer nasty, and I picture a trailer. They're, they are available on my website, VickyBarbalackComedy dot com. Thank no you. Kidding. Okay, for the plug. Yeah, yeah, no you, gonna, do you have one? Are you like a Gwyneth Paltrow with like goop and all that? You have your own uh, curated uh, stuff? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm a lot like Gwyneth Paltrow that way, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell us apart. You, you've got some. You got some bling on your on your clothing. My mom would make things like that pretty uh, regularly. I like if you stood still, you would be rhinestoned. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you were a little kid, your glasses were all pretty and everything. Yeah, she'd like, break out. She'd come at you with the bedazzler like it's a yeah. gun. You know, Dude, don't, don't stand it. still around mom. Uh-huh. The bedazzler was the thing for a while. The oh, infomercials yeah. about the bedazzler, they were they were it was a huge seller. The best. The Floby, the Bedazzler. <laughs> I have all of these things on the trailer. Do you yeah. like you go to the uh as seen on TV stores? I in the love mall? that. In the front of Walmart, they still have that section. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My favorite section in Walmart. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, I like I, I I can see eye to eye with you on that stuff. I because we're suckers for now. Uh, basically, that's ported over to Instagram, mm. and they can right. target target what you like. And yep. for me, the thing that suckers me in every yep. time is if it's called a tactical blank. Yes. So it's a you know tactical glasses, tactical butter knife. Exactly. And I buy it. 
You have some guns on you, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies out there, if you've never had an opportunity to come into the studio live and see these guns on Steve, it's, you, it's you really need to book book this. <laughs> these are huge guns I'm looking well, at. Well, I, I try, I try, Tactical yeah. Tactical gun <laughs> Are you uh, you in a relationship? You got anybody I'm currently married to my favorite husband, Lou. Oh, your He's favorite. A, so far, so far. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, you know, my I, every time my appliances wear out, I get married again. That's how I know. The blender was going the other day. I'm like, Lou, you better pack. <laughs> so, You're not a handyman? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Yeah. We used to pretend he was my handyman when I was leaving my last one. I'm a mess. But, so yeah. how many, so I, I was doing doing some checking up on you and there's, there's it's a vague there's no set. You say you've had a couple of marriages. But I've, I've only until so just three. Just three. Yeah. Okay. I'm a baby. <laughs> so I started marrying people. I started a wedding business, portable uh, pop-up wedding business, because I love getting married. So I thought I'd just do it. And so now I have a, a van. I just go out and I marry people. And I have a, a bed in the back. We have a twenty nine ninety five half hour honeymoon, which is uh, kind of popular. I love that. Yeah, it's great. Did it, so we actually last, uh, we had our, our charity event. We married uh, 60 some odd couples mm-hmm. in one one ceremony. Uh, we, had, we had all the sports mascots. Photos. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. So And people take advantage of your, your, your pop-up wedding? Yeah, it's been really fun lately it's been hard because i've been on the tour but you know it's been it's been great so you came to comedy though and uh, you know uh, seeing about your your, your history and then the video on, on america's got talent you were what in your 30s i was like, like 40 40 40 when i started i was i didn't know that wasn't a good idea i thought that was a <laughs> no, great idea it isn't but it worked yeah it worked out fine and i've had so much fun i didn't care if uh you know like you go into la and people go oh you're too old you're too fat you're too ugly they get out and they don't even hide it yeah but mitzi short the comedy store loved me and she believed in me and that was all that I needed, but yeah. So how long did you work with Mitch? Because she's legendary. She passed yeah. away recently, and Polly Shore's mom, and then yep. you know, started a number of comedians like Letterman and all these yeah. guys. People owe their uh, a debt to her. Yeah. How long did she work with you? I got to probably be around her about six years, really closely. And then That's she got wild. Pretty sick. Yeah. But yeah. I was, I'd go to her house, and I'm like. I would. She could go upstairs and take a nap, and I didn't even want to lay in her bed, so I would just lay on the floor. I laid on the tile. I was like, so I can't disturb anything. Right? I'm like, how did I get here? It's that is very cool, though. Yeah. Right, so, who was the the gentleman uh, a couple of months ago, a month ago, who who committed? Brody. Some... Brody. Okay. Um, I had never heard of him, and I had never seen such an outpouring of love for somebody after they, yeah. they died, right. yeah, it was especially big. It was in huge. the comedy world, yeah. than, than this guy. What was it about this guy that, that really, um, that He's everybody loved? He's just such loved? a nice guy. Yeah? And, and, um, and, and he, you want everybody to, to make it and mm-hmm. not be unhappy, but comedy is a heartbreaking business mm-hmm. because only a few people you know can can break out and and you have to not care and 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 uh and you know and but he was like you know he's so nice and he, he always had a kind word like when i was doing agt he's like vicky i'm so happy for you and he, he was and he just everyone he's a wonderful guy and you know you, you know though, that i see to that point and and um you know there i think now you can f- Instead of you know, it used to be oh, I'm gonna I want to get on Carson. I yeah. want that shot on Carson and right. get the series. You can be a working comedian at all sorts of levels that'll still work. That still come with your you know a, a, a bit of fame, a bit of mobility, and I, there are more and more comedians sort of finding their happy spot 
well, the Beat You podcast right. or whatever they got going on. Exactly. Do you find that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, like Joey Diaz. I mean, nobody knew who Joey was till you know, and Joey was like everybody's favorite comic. Yeah. And now everyone knows him because of Rogan and the podcast. You can, you can make, like I always tell people that, just start your own podcast, start your YouTube channel. I mean, it's like those things were not available to anybody before. And, and uh, it's also just like you, if you're an artist, you, you know, you just have to find a, a way to get a, you keep a day job going so you don't get desperate. So you do what you love. So how did you balance? I mean, so you're coming in, you're just, you're taking a, like a comedy class. Yeah. You're, you're having to, to, you know, to, you have a family, I guess, yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point. Yeah. So I just started it for fun, you know, yeah. and then, and then I just started loving it after about five years. I said, my parents sell, sell the carpet store. I worked for them 20 years. I said, sell it. I don't want it. I'm going to just do this. My daughters and I moved into a trailer, bought a trailer for 11,000 bucks in San Diego found a cheap way to live and we just barely made it i mean i bought gift certificates at trader joe's whenever i got a hundred dollars from a show and we just barely made it but we made it and it's been i've been so happy that is cool that you're doing and 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 uh you know we so we we live in a uh a trailer it's for the this charity event we do it's cool. what would you call it preston is it really it's a trailer stream or something? No, it's a fifth wheel it's a fifth oh, wheel yeah. so yeah but it's it's still kind of, there for some you know if that's all you were living in all the time that might be a little grading yeah but they are kind of cool yeah i mean uh, you know it was 800 feet for, yeah we lived there with one bathroom for eight years two two daughters and me jeez and yeah and then lou moved in he built a little place in the back he built a pop out and he paid me 700 a month rent and then he married me and stopped paying the rent which was so stupid on my part <laughs> what the hell i know you can't charge your husband rent i, I thought i would collect the rent continually i mean what's that what, about? What, what are the best and worst things about living in a trailer the best thing is you yeah. never have to lock your door. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, nothing. I left the golf clubs in the car. And Tim, my son-in-law, outside for two days. No idea. So, I mean, you don't have to lock your door. Everybody knows everybody. And the worst thing is uh, trailer park names. They're just so stupid. Like, they're always so dumb. Like, Rancho Calavera. Right. You know, or You're right. Equinox Estates. You're I just right. want a trailer park with a real name, like a Section 8 Estates. Something right. like that. Right. You know, Rancho Crackhead. Yeah. Something like, you know, Los Blancos Trachos. That's no, like, so embarrassing. Uh, You're right, what, though. That's what I would love. But the, I have to say, I live in Vista Manor. Oh, <laughs> really? And the people think there's going to be a man. No, that's the worst. <laughs> it's true, though, because they always yeah. have these highfalutin names. But, and it's, you see a tornado. Takes out some, you know, blank field estates. You run to the TV. Oh, it's a trailer park, right? Right, right. Yeah. all right. the time. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Get real. Hey, we wanted to ask about uh, your dad. Uh, played professional football. Yeah, he played for the Steelers. No kidding. Yeah, so I mean, you guys. I mean, you have a team. The, yeah. the great team. I can't become an Eagles team. Like I can't be a poser. But the San Diego Chargers just left town. They just. I'm, I'm in a. I'm, that pisses I, me off. I'm, 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 I have. Bolt bra. I, my, my Christmas lights are yellow and blue. I'm not even Jewish. That is how. I, I mean, and then I have had husbands leave in the middle of the night, but this is killing me. I, I could care less about that, but the, the Chargers leaving, I mean, it's just been. Uh, it's unbelievable. So, so, so you, you, it's in your DNA, the football. Yeah. So, will you, will you, obviously, with your dad playing the game, you, you, it's just part of your life, look at all me. your life. I look like an NFL football player, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. So I, so now I've decided from this year on, I'm going to be a Steelers fan. I'm just going to do it. Okay. I didn't because you have that. I got that. At dad. least I, yeah, I mean, I can't just sense. be a poser. No, yeah. for for years, my dad was was a uh, was a Vikings fan, and so I, I you know, I, I, and and the Packers as well. So yeah. I, I had that, and that was my deal. You know, you you kind of follow what your what your dad did. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. but your dad played back in the, in Way, the late late forties, early fifties. Yeah. So the NFL was a different story then. It wasn't quite. They had oh, my dad was a single guy, but he said all the other guys in the team that were married had to work in meat packing all day long. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, they they had to have jobs. They paid so little. Wow. My dad made it, you know, because he was a single guy. Yeah. I think he lived off the women that he was dating yeah. but uh yeah so so you're, you're back because preston's dad played ball years of football years ago he was but a college that, ball player yeah but back mm-hmm. around that time yeah the, the gear was not leather what, hats it's not was your they, dad daffy Preston? was he daffy yeah no, no he, he did too many times no he didn't he didn't get rocked too bad oh, but he was an offensive was, was your dad did your dad oh, he was a daffiest guy he <laughs> was just he would like meet people go uh, the next day would wouldn't know him uh, and I, I sold carpet with him for 20 years and every morning we had a meeting you know in this in his uh office glass room right. in the back he goes a-holes, a-holes. I'm going to take an ad under the paper under a-holes. That's all that ever works for me. And he goes, who runs this stupid play? And, like, George would go, uh, you run it, you know? Oh. <laughs> I mean, he was just so. He had no idea. He was just a mess, but I loved him. He's, yeah. he's a funny guy. It's, uh, when did he, I assume he passed, right? Yeah, yeah he wh- passed when? away in a casino. So happy. Really? He was at the table? Yeah, he was at the table. Like, it was, it was like, oh. he literally, the, he, was, I, he was sick. The doctor goes, Pete, this is all we can do. Goes, can I get to a casino? I'm like, yeah, we, we got him to the casino. He passed away right there, which changes your life. Like, ever since I saw him die like that, myself, I want to die happy like him. I want to die in a bakery. <laughs> you know, having a threesome with a fireman and a Claire. When you see somebody go like that, you, sure. <laughs> it changes your life. You, you, you should be the one that defines the way you leave. Exactly. Yeah. He knew he was on his way out. He did, and he, he was up seventy five hundred dollars. It's the best day we ever had. And wow. then my brother and I got to split the seventy five hundred dollars. Uh, Nobody ever knew the credit. He, he died owing. The creditors are like, yeah, "That's what you cash? want." No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah. It's gone. Wow. All right, so you said Eclair. Is that like your favorite? Yeah. Okay. And Fireman. <laughs> <laughs> the time. I mean, they, both, yeah. uh, they both have a creamy feel. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to ask about the, the Wedding Chapel to Go thing. Is this a company that you have, and is this just in the San Diego area? Yeah, but I'm... I... You know, doing the tour, um, you could book me. If you look at my tour and you want me to marry you, I can marry you wherever I'm touring. I just can't bring the van unless you want to ship it. Are you a minister in the Life Church of Modesto, California? Uh, absolutely. As am I? Well, absolutely. then you're a sister because, yeah. yeah. Right on. Uh, did you buy the $50 package or the... Uh... No. No, yeah. <laughs> it's not Modesto, no. California anymore. No, though, they moved it? it. They moved okay. it. Well, yeah, yeah, it used to be Modesto. They got a better town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a woman of the leopard cloth, I say. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch, yeah. yeah. Cool. But apparently it's, you know, I'm, I'm, people kept saying, well, you know, it's a bit of a process. They have to review. I got the response back in about 10 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a fake service dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very easy. Exactly. <laughs> well, listen, Vicky's going to be at Punchline. You got shows uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. What are the, let me see here. Is it one show tonight? Tonight at 8. Okay. And then uh, two shows Saturday and Sunday. Absolutely. Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday and Saturday. It's going to be lots Saturday. of fun. Uh, 730 You can go to punchlinephilly.com and get your tickets. So nice to meet you. So nice to meet you guys. Thanks Great show. Thank you. You oh, bet. thank you. Uh, let's hear it for Vicky, guys. Vicky yeah! Barbalak, Punchline Philly. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jake Arietta of your Phillies will be joining us. Activate. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is, well, everybody's got to be happy that wears the same uniform as him. They're off to the best start in a century. That's pretty good. Yeah, the Phil's form one, and he's already got one win under his belt. He's going to pitch again on Saturday. Uh, please welcome to the President Steve program, Mr. Jake Arietta. Yeah. Good morning, Jake. 
What's happening, guys? How yep. are you doing? We're doing good. But, hey, man, sorry we missed you uh, down in Clearwater. I know you guys are busy and you're working, but we were broadcasting. We were hoping to uh, uh, to hook up with you. But you guys have a good time spring training this year? Spring was a blast. You know, it was an exciting uh, couple of months for us for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, with all the acquisitions we made and mm-hmm. uh, the late one with, with Bryce coming into, into camp. Um, just, just a lot to be excited about. Um, Energy was was at a really high level, and we we had a blast, man. And we got out of camp relatively healthy, which is the most important thing. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> and and speaking of having fun, and and of course, certainly having the best start in in a century in the history of the club. You guys look like you're having a blast, and by that I mean the little celebrations that are taking place. Whether you you know whether it's somebody hitting a dinger or maybe somebody getting a double and doing a little wave to the uh, uh, to the dugout. It seems like there's more this year than I've seen in years past at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you know, I think we've made a, a pretty conscious effort uh, to do those kind of things. Um, to, Have fun. to really, to, yeah, to really, uh, and we got a group of a lot of a lot of young guys on the team who uh, with a lot of personalities, and it's it's best it's best suits the team to to showcase that and, and let that out. Because we all know, you know, we're going to have periods throughout the season where we're not playing as well. Yeah, and it, it makes you enjoy those times even more. You know, when you when you go through a skid uh, that kind of sucks. So when you're playing well, you got to enjoy it. And and Bryce, by bowing to the uh, to the the people in the stands, I, I was so happy to see that. Here's the guy. Everybody's talking about money, 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 and obviously is very excited about that acquisition. But here's a guy who's literally bowing and saying, thank you guys for letting mm-hmm. me be here. It's pretty damn impressive yeah. for somebody who is, who is the expectations are so high on to humbly go, I am, I am happy to be here. You know what I mean? He couldn't be more happy to be on this team. That's cool. Um, he, he's been emotional uh, several times, and it just shows you how genuine it is and how genuine he is as a person and the type of character he's got. So, uh, we're, I mean, we, we couldn't be happier to have him. Uh, he couldn't be happier to be here, and uh, you know, yeah, seeing seeing him kind of do what he did in Philly, and then uh, the amount of Phillies fans that came out to Washington in right field to kind of support him uh, was really great to see. And um, I'm glad that you know he didn't get the ovation that he necessarily expected. I, you know, I, I kind of saw it going that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, based on the the hype around him since he was what 13 or 14 years old, and uh, just the superstar he is, you know. I kind of saw it going that way, but uh, now it's kind of it's kind of behind him, and you know we can just kind of play play ball now. Yep. Hey, listen, as as a, as a pitcher, and as you know, when you approach your game, I know that you have to be very very calculated with your with your approach to the game and to to each at bat. But I want to know if you were as calculated. With that video that you posted of you sweeping the floor <laughs> with your uh, speedo bathing suit on, did you know that the Phillies would then use that video for whenever you guys sweep an opponent? I didn't, but you know it makes it makes perfect sense. It fits. Uh, <laughs> my wife showed me. She goes, "Hey, check this out," and uh, I thought it was great. So you know, hopefully that's something we uh, we use a lot this year. But you know, you talk about personalities in on the team and and the, the guys. It's so nice as a fan oh. to see that you guys are you know Preston talk about having fun. But that video, it it was great. Yeah, you know, and and you gotta have fun. I mean, the season's so long, and um, like the old school way of uh, you just you, know, you just put your head down, and you play baseball, and you answer your questions, and you move on the next day. Yeah, that's that's all great, and that's all 
that's all fine. But man, we're a group of men like ranging from 20 to 30, 35, 36 years old from all different backgrounds. If you can't find a way to enjoy each other's company and enjoy playing the game together, you know, then you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Jake, I'm, I'm 43 years old, so I've loved the Phillies my whole life. Uh, since 1991, I've loved the band Pearl Jam. And I want to know, since you've only been with the team uh, for two years now with the Phillies, do you love Pearl Jam more or do you love the Phillies more? Oh, well, it's tough, man. Gosh, because I, I grew up uh, listening to Pearl Jam since I was like six or seven years old. My parents were diehard fans. Uh, Eddie was always around us in Chicago, big Cubs fan. Um, but how, how could I go against the Phillies? You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially with the group we've got now, uh, the transition we made from last year to this year. I mean, we're not sizing the rings yet, but, man, we're going to be pretty damn good. Hey, uh, speaking of growing up, I know you're from uh, Farmington, Missouri. I, I grew up in St. Louis, and uh, used to, I would get down to Farmington from time to time. In fact, my wife's uh, family has some property there. They have a, a farmhouse, and I used to play in a band, and we would play down in Bon Terre, man. Yeah, I have family there. Oh, you no kidding. Okay, so here's a question. Is there a little rat hole in the wall joint called Party Town that's still there? There can't be. Um, I, I could find out. Off the top of my head, I don't know. You know, okay. I haven't been back to the area in a while, but I mean my grandfather used to fly uh used to fly a little Cessna's out of Farmington and come pick me up in Dallas and I'd spend the weekend with him. So No kidding. Um, yeah, and it was it was a long time ago, but I, I could find out for you. I off the yeah. top of my head, I'm not sure. There was a guy that would wear a giant ceramic penis on his head. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, paper mache <laughs> penis. Paper mache. Uh and you know, you guys he was probably the local idiot. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Must have been. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, going into this weekend, uh, you got to feel pretty good. You got a game on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, feeling great. Um, you know, I saw saw Minnesota uh, for a couple innings in spring down at Fort Myers. Um, you know, kind of know the lineup pretty well. Uh, hopefully, we get a little better weather than we had last week. Uh, man, I was telling a lot of people that 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 was some of the toughest conditions to pitch in uh, I've ever had in my entire career, even. You know, with the the minus thirty or, or the uh, sub freezing game and, and, yep. and Cleveland game through the World Series, but uh, hopefully it, it, it clears up a little bit for us. But yeah, we're uh, we're, we're excited, man. We got an off day today. Uh, Brittany and I set up a little something for the team. We got a little get together. We uh, later on this afternoon. Oh, nice. So enjoy that. Yeah, we're gonna enjoy that and then. Uh, get ready for the series. What time should I show up? <laughs> uh, around two or so. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Can you park cars? <laughs> I totally can. I can dress up. Uh, Jake, uh, when uh, your uh, approach to the game, I, I don't know if you can um, talk about scouting, not the, the specifics of it, but how important it is to to know who you're facing. Because uh, there there was a, a moment in the game yesterday where Odubel hit a um, hit a fly ball to uh, left field and, you know, just inside the line, which, you know, if the scouting wasn't right on that batter, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's a double all day long, but the scouting right, was so yeah. good that, that the guy caught it. And um, yeah, yeah. so, so who, who do you, who do you sit down with when you're, when you're going over, you know, the lineup that you're about to face? Man, that's, that's a great question. And you're right. You know, Soto was able to track that ball down. I think that uh, he actually made two really great catches on uh, uh, balls in left field that, that could have gotten down had, you know, defensively they not been placed that way. But, you know, we have so many advanced analytics uh, nowadays that uh, it's so specific to each player. Um, and, and what we're trying to do is, for me individually, I'm trying to stay away from guys' slug, slugging percentage. Um, more than uh, 
try and pitch completely uh, to a guy's weaknesses. You know, I still you still want to use your strengths, but I'm, I'm like, okay, if, in, a, in a big situation, if I give up a single, you know, I'm okay with that. I don't want to give up the three-run homer. So, you know, we'll sit down with CY, our uh, pitching coach. We'll sit down with uh, Bobby Dickerson, uh, who's in charge of our infield positioning. Uh, and we kind of go uh, according to that. You know, what I do well, where our, uh, what our spray charts look like against a certain lineup. And then we, uh, I'll give my input, and then we kind of decide where we want to place guys uh, with all that information. All right, well, so how hard is that? As a, you know, Because you're the guy who's, who's heaving the ball. How hard is that if you have an idea that differs from the ideas uh, of your coaches? You know, um, you know, because yeah. you obviously you want to stick to your argument, but you also have to realize that, uh, you know, other people might have valid points as well. Yeah, you're right. You know, but like, so, so say on paper, I see that, say, Freddie Freeman uh, against me hits a ball uh, on the ground 65% of the time in this area, you know, and, and say I, I don't want that guy to play in that spot, but, you know, that's a pretty large percentage of the time he's hitting the ball in that area. And then there's another 18% that's over here, and it's literally like 4% <laughs> to the left side. So so that just kind of tells me, okay, even even though I might want the short stuff here, it's only 4% of the time. So then it's a little bit easier for me to uh, to say, okay, you know, I, I I like the information I have. I understand why we're playing in there, and I'm going to go with it. Okay. Wow. Jake, I can only um, speak as a fan. I'm, I've never uh, been a, uh, in the major leagues. Um, but uh, yeah, We just found that out, yeah, by yeah. the way. That's a fun fact. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, in, in seasons past, uh, especially over the last four or five seasons, you would have looked at a loss like yesterday and be like, all right, it's a long season. These type, types of things happen. These types of losses happen. Uh, but yesterday, I'm going into the game expecting really the Phillies to win every game. Now I I know certainly yeah, that that's yeah. not not possible. But yesterday's t- a loss left a bad taste in my mouth. What was it like for you guys? It was tough, in, in the sense that uh, it was up and down. Nola gave up six, which is crazy, and I kind of get. I was we give each other crap, which is which is awesome, and that's why I love this group. You know, we're on the bus and I'm on the mic. I'm like, Nola, what the hell happened yesterday? Because you know, we never we never see him do that. So. You know, he gave us, gives up six and three, and then we, we fight back. We claw back. Uh, McCutcheon hits a base clearing. Uh, it was a triple or double. Uh, double, I believe. Uh, we take a two-run lead, and then, you know, the, the Hoskins thing, if he drops the soap at first base, uh, it just got it got a little weird. So it, it did it, – it was a tough one, but, I mean, we're four and one. We had him on the ropes. You know, the Washington was lucky to win that game. And, um, yeah. you know – you know, that's, that's just how I feel. Like, we, we just kind of gave it away, but we had so many bright spots in the game that it's hard to be overly disappointed. No, and you, got, you, get, you get it out of the way a little bit. There almost has to be a little bit of an exhale because, okay, we, we, you know, we, we got a loss, you know, so, and, and just keep going. You know, now it, it's a real season, you know, uh, and uh, it's, just, it's just part of the deal. But, I mean, the excitement level, and as you're saying, the vibe of the team, all those components that you want there – that that indicate you're on a really good trajectory are there, so that alone has to keep you fueled. Yeah, you're you're totally right about that, and I think that uh, with the group we have, it's going to be in, not that we're content with lo- have, uh, like losing a game, but I think this group is going to be really good at putting that behind us. Yes, uh, and showing and showing up uh, the following day ready to go. Yeah. Hey Jake, I know that uh, that you like to play golf, and you're a fan of Maronimic Golf Club. Yes. With, with the schedule that Major League Baseball has, do you get to play at all during the season, or is that even just forget it? I mean, I'll play every day other than the day I start. If uh, <laughs> you know, if if I can line it up with 
with uh, a couple guys, especially on the road. Uh, it's a little harder for me to play at home, but uh, but yeah, and, and for me, golf kind of gets me uh, gets me loose. It, get, it gets my back loose. I like to oh. walk the course. I like to wake up early and and yeah. be outdoors. So. Um, Can yeah, you show Preston what you do? Because do <laughs> Preston always complains about his back after playing. Oh, my back playing. always hurts after playing. Yeah. I'm 51 years old, so that might be uh, a hey, little bit you, different. You, guys, you need a little Pilates in your life. <laughs> a little Pilates. Have you, have you ever played uh, Applebrook? Uh, golf course? I have not. I have not, but I will. It's kind of the companion <laughs> uh, course to Aronimic. I'll get you on over there sometime. <laughs> he knows people. I appreciate that. Yeah, right. No problem. Uh, well, listen, uh, we wanted to touch base and uh, and just say, you know, we're, we're loving this this vibe, this feel, the high, awesome. that high that everybody's on. And baseball's up and down the season. That's all there is to it. We know it's coming, but you guys are looking great. And, and most importantly, it's great to see you guys having fun, man. I'm loving this, Jake. You know, we are too. And it's, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot to be optimistic about and really excited about as a Phillies fan. And, you know, I, I feel like a fan, you know, even yeah. being on the team, it's just, uh, it's great to see the cohesive, uh, you know, group that we have. Uh, Harper has brought so much to our team. He, like a lot of guys are coming out of their shells and showing their personality. Um, and it's, you know, the season's early, but it's going to, it's going to just continue to be even more fun. Hey, on behalf of the, uh, of the city, I just want to say thank you for choosing Philadelphia. To, yeah. To play yeah. For. Thank you. You know, this is, and this is the, the group we have here now, this is what I envisioned when I signed with this team. Uh, I couldn't be happier to be here. Uh, and I just look forward to, you know, bringing everything I can to this, this city and, and trying to bring that championship back here. Cool, All man. Right. All right. Well, we'll touch base again sometime soon, Jake. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Good talking with you. Uh, Jake Arrieta, guys. What a nice guy. What a nice guy. I love it. You can hear it in his voice, right? I mean, you can clearly hear how happy he is and how much fun they're having. And you guys are going to play golf together. Apparently, we're going to play golf. I'll talk to him about it later on today when I go over. He was basically begging you (laughs) to play golf. It was kind of embarrassing, (laughs) to be honest, but it's okay. You know, we'll we'll, we'll let him have it. How about that? He walks around and he feels better after he plays golf. I I am in pain. You come back in traction. Uh, Actually, somebody might uh, have pointed me in a direction. Somebody might be able to help me out. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to get on that. Wow. First, though. Bizarre file. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. By the way, when is our next uh, matchup? Is that next hour? Uh, next hour, uh, yes. Okay, so that, then we'll About be doing minutes. our next uh, Daily Rush uh, Madness matchup. But for that, I got some stories from the Bizarre File we're going to get to right now. Prosecutors say that no one, I can't believe this, no one will be punished for the 2015 shootout between rival biker gangs in Waco, Texas, that left nine people dead and 20 people injured. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. It was like a Wild West shootout. And then some. And no one is going to be punished for this. All charges have been dropped. What? Yeah. Well, they, listen, had they have done done something serious, (laughs) right, then perhaps. So District Attorney Barry Johnson said that he's dropping all remaining charges and that any further effort to prosecute would be, quote, a waste of time, effort, and resources. Did he say this with a shotgun in his mouth? Law enforcement officials arrested originally 177 bikers in May of 2015 in the shooting outside of Twin Peaks Restaurant and charged 155 with engaging in organized criminal activity. Former District Attorney Abel Reina dropped charges against all but 24 of the bikers and chose to re-indict them on a riot charge. These are the 24 cases that Johnson is dropping, and only one case was prosecuted in court, and that ended in a mistrial. I'm just blown away by that. Are you thinking... 
I were people know. bought off here? I do not know. I don't know if they were just if nobody was saying anything and there wasn't any video. Nobody evidence. would cop to being a witness. There yeah. was video. They had video out of some of the security cameras at the uh, the two locations. Normally, I wouldn't put a story like that here, but that is bizarre, and mm. therefore in the bizarre file. A flap over a squeegee turned into a machete and razor blade attack that landed one man behind bars. You know, so here the the twenty two people are in, involved yeah. in a shooting, and this and he's guy's in for a squeegee a accident. Squeegee, and he's going what to jail for squeegee. <laughs> uh, Ferdinand Latore was arrested after an investigation. By Why are police. you in the loofah wing? Uh, one man identified as a victim told police that Latore was drunk and began arguing with a second male victim about a squeegee. He said Latore ended up cutting the second victim's arm with a razor blade. I kill you! Next, he said, Steve, listen to this. Latore got a machete and chased the second victim. He said the second victim jumped in a pickup truck and Latore followed screaming, I'll kill you! I'll kill everybody! Wow. For a squeegee? Over a squeegee. You know they're fairly inexpensive. Using a machete. <laughs> yeah. In fact, machetes are more expensive than squeegees. I would think you're right about that. Well, this dude had an issue with it, man. Maybe his dad was killed by a squeegee. I it's possible. Yeah. A horrible squeegee accident. Philippine customs officials were astonished when they opened a nicely gift-wrapped box of cookies and oatmeal flown all the way from Poland and they found hair-raising contraband. There were hundreds of live tarantulas inside of this box. Man, their their perception of what cookies are is definitely different. Yeah, the Bureau of Customs. It's like Scottish pudding. Personnel sees the seven. <laughs> Forgot about that. Sees the 757 tarantulas. 757 tarantulas? In a cookie box? At a mail exchange center near Manila's International Airport and later arrested a Filipino man who tried to claim the long-legged and venomous spiders, which were declared as collection items. How do you like your tarantulas, Rusty? Many of the baby tarantulas were concealed. Oh, babies. In small, well, they, there are some other ones. In small plastic vials punctured with holes for air, while bigger spiders were shipped in see-through plastic. Containers. So the mommies were in the bigger containers and the babies were in the smaller ones. Yeah, officials estimated the uh, value of the unusual shipment at about $6,000. Philippine wildlife laws prohibit the trading, collection, and possession of such spiders, which are popular pets among arachnid enthusiasts. Of course they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Despite threats of hefty fines and imprisonment, a startling ray of wildlife has been seized by the hundreds by airport customs inspectors in Manila since last year. And those would include geckos, iguanas, chameleons, and popular reptiles, bearded dragons. Hippos. Mm. Uh, It's amazing how much of that stuff goes through the airports. Talked about this story earlier. An Australian man was accused of blowing up a couple's car after they allegedly beeped their horn at his wife while at a McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah. Ryan Sharp. Corky! And his 31-year-old wife allegedly stalked and harassed a couple for six weeks following the altercation at the fast food joint. So one altercation sets us off ending up with them blowing up the car. The couple had allegedly beeped at the man's wife at the drive-thru after she swerved close to their vehicle. That's it. That uh, was that's, It reminds now, me of the movie Duel. He wasn't even there at the time of the incident, but the woman reported the couple to police and wrote down their license plate number. Wait a second. Did you say they beeped at you? After the, compl- 
After the complaint, get the dynamite. After the complaint was filed, Sharp allegedly decided to get back at the couple. Police said that the relatively minor altercation led to a campaign of grievance-fueled violence. I'm not coming in today. Someone beeped at my wife. <laughs> Come again. He allegedly detonated a sophisticated car bomb in their Ford on March 5th. Uh, the police said that uh, the work done by this male to identify where the victim lived was quite ingenious and indicated a specific intent. I need the kind of bomb that could take out someone who beeps. The powerful device could have injured or killed someone if they were inside the vehicle. Sharp said his... Uh, <laughs> Sharp and his wife were arrested, and authorities seized a pipe bomb, a drone, and baton while searching their car and house. All right, so I need a bazooka. That's uh, someone sneezed without covering the mouth. <laughs> that's going a little overboard. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. So we have one more matchup to do for uh, MM uh, for. No, I keep saying MM March Madness. We don't do that anymore. Uh, for uh, Daily Rush Man. Yes. And we're going to reveal what those two videos are when we return. We'll also get the lesson question and more. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, We need to do this one more time. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Man. Yes, we have one more matchup to make you aware of today in Daily Rush Madness. This time around, we're in the Hey Bitches region. Yeah. And we are down to the grade eight, by the way. These are the last matchups uh, before we get to figuring out who's going to be the winner tomorrow. Uh, but the two that's fa- that are facing off now, uh, number one seed with Pennsylvania's new state song against number three, Wigapalooza. Which, by the way, Wigapalooza... Uh, what did that beat out yesterday? That it beat was... out a strong contender. Oh yeah, uh, the God of Hellfire, God yeah. of Hell, which I honestly thought had a shot. Me too. Of making it all the way. Yeah, Kathy's calling on ranch dressing to yeah. make it the whole way. I'm, I think I'm with you on that, Kath. But let's see, man, because Wigapalooza might be up there. A little reminder of what that was about. Or, no, this is Pennsylvania State song. Here we go. Take a drive through Chester, but drive real fast. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you don't run out of gas. <laughs> Your car will be stripped and you'll be set on fire. <laughs> Listen to the sound of the burning tires. <laughs> Good Lord. Pennsylvania, or the land and or the sea. We've got the land and we don't have the sea. God, by the end of it, we all knew the song. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Well, you that. know what? They say that about, like, good songs. Yeah, like, did, you felt like you heard it before. Yeah, yeah. very Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> Goes up against Wigapalooza. Here's a clip from that. Okay. <laughs> the color is better on this. <laughs> yes. I, think I, like, I like the dark. Hey, I'll help. <laughs> you, do, you look like a stock boy a little right, bit. Right, yeah. I'll get that for you, Mr. Jones. <laughs> what do you want me to do with the canoe? Just put it in the back. <laughs> I'll move that around for you, Mr. Jones. <laughs> Hey, can I take lunch now? <laughs> Every wig has to have a voice. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you can watch the videos. That's definitely a visual one for sure. Wigapalooza. <laughs> and uh, WMMR.com, look at the Daily Rush Madness banner. Click on that. Takes you to the videos and the voting. And a chance for you to enter to win the grand prize. And that is from Punchline. 
uh, Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar, and it's a chance for you to go to every single show for the rest of the year there. And while this is going on, even more Daily Rush videos are being added to the list. So There's a brand new one right now, and the title of it is called How Many Maggots Can You Eat? <laughs> Uh, and I don't remember that at all. I need to I, but I love the title. And then there's another one that says, Caitlin Dines Out. Uh, and it says she still has the appetite of an Olympian. Oh, she's on a... Yeah, I think I remember this one. Yeah, so yeah. Those, are, those are now available for your viewing pleasure. And uh, let's see how this goes. We'll find out tomorrow, the, uh, the final champion, uh, when we're done by the program. In fact, we'll have to wrap it up. By the end of the show tomorrow, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we got some time off coming up. Yeah, and... we may actually have to um, just do the final four in the first two hours. Yeah. And the championship in the last two hours. And then have it at the, at the end of the show. Yeah. Okay. Marissa's saying yes. She's yep. giving thumbs up on that. All right. We're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets as Casey Boy and Nick are going to be in a suite at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race in Dover International Speedway. May 5th, you can could end up in there with them. Mosquitoes hate EDM, but bats love what? Two one five two six three WMMR. What kind of music are we talking about? Mosquitoes hate EDM, but we did find out that bats love what kind of music? Two one five two six three WMMR. Love, love, love. Call now, and while you're calling, we're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by A.D. Moyer. A.D. Moyer Lumber is celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. Four generations, one family, one commitment. Learn more at admoyer.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Miley Cyrus causing a controversy by posting a picture of herself up in a Joshua tree, seemingly unaware that the fact that a tree is a protected species in California. Cyrus is reportedly so upset and confused by the mistake that she made a $100,000 donation to U2. <laughs> oh, my God. Taylor Swift's Rhode Island home, the final stop on a police pursuit after a stolen car smashed into her front gate. The collision narrowly missed killing Swift's stalker, who is busily humping a recycling bin. <laughs> and finally, Amber Rose announcing on Instagram that she is expecting her second child. Rose says she's incredibly excited because this means another Maury Povich paternity test. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood test. All right, we'll see if you were listening earlier. Uh, we'd mentioned that mis- mosquitoes hate EDM, but uh, bats love what kind of music. And I will go to Sean and see if Sean knows the answer. Good morning, Sean. Privilege. Privilege. Sean, do you know the answer? Mm. Bluegrass. 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 Very good. Music of the mountains. Give you a B minus for that answer. All right, Sean. Got it right. So we are going to give you a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick in a suite at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. May 5th. You can celebrate Dover International Speedway's 50th anniversary during race weekend, May 3rd through the 5th. And for information and tickets, visit Dover Speedway. Dot com. Let's do it. Music news time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> Music news this morning is brought to you by me. Yeah, Preston Elliott. Uh, Blink-182 bassist Mark Hoppus has spoken out about the band's involvement in the disastrous uh, fire Festival. Uh, which collapsed, of course, in summer 2017 before it even started and left attendees stranded with no water and accommodations out of thousands of dollars. 
Blink was one of the first acts slated to perform at the event, but pulled out of the festival when they grew worried that production standards would not be met. Of course, there have been the documentaries that have been out. And uh, Hoppus said about seeing the Netflix documentary, I was shocked, but not entirely. It wasn't not entirely surprising. We had indications uh, kind of early that there were problems. He said our production crew was having problems getting even the most basic of answers as to staging power and things that you would normally have well in advance of the show. Yeah. He said, if you give us electricity and a stage, then we'll do our best to put on a great show. Uh, We continued in good faith. The show got closer and closer. Travis doesn't fly, so he was going to have to get on a boat for several days to get there. And then our production crew just said, I don't think this is going to happen, and I think we should pull out now. And that's when we issued our statement official. Nick, you watched the documentary on this. This was <laughs> Both n- of them. Yeah, this was never meant to be a scam, right? This is no, just- no, no. They were trying to make it happen, and Blink-182 was on board and a, and a bunch of other bands. In fact, some EDM uh, artists, but um, it just was a disaster from the start. This is like Wayne Stock from Wayne's World 2. Yeah, <laughs> but Wayne Stock was more successful. Yeah. Blink-182 is currently completing its new studio album, which is due out later this year, and will follow up 2019's California. Imagine Dragons' Dan Reynolds and his wife, Asia Volkman, are expecting their fourth child together. I thought they were getting divorced. Uh, Just two months after they decided to reconcile. That is correct, yeah. Uh, I love you. Yeah, I guess that's happened again. I re-love you. I re-love you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, The 31-year-old singer... I want to have a baby. uh, ...singer told People... Uh, I've been on the road for a decade now. I'm looking forward to taking a little bit of time off. You mean the world to me. I have three little girls, and well, I have one on the way. He said, I actually haven't told anybody that. Uh, there it is. The news is out. We just found out we're having a boy I in October. I want to bone you. I want to bone you? You're so romantic. <laughs> it's really good, right? <laughs> the couple share twins, Gia James and Coco Ray. Coco Ray. And big sister, Arrow Eve. Uh, their son will likely be the last child for the spouses, Reynolds explained, joking that four already feels like a million kids, adding, I think we're done. I already hate them. Uh, back in April of last year, Dan and his wife announced that they were separating after seven years of marriage. And then this past January, they announced they were reconciling. They gave it a shot. They yeah. did it. That's good. Reynolds and the uh, Nico Vega front woman tied the knot in 2011 and started growing their family one year later. You know, it brought them back together. They started watching the Umbrella Academy. Oh, Yeah, there you go. Yeah, nice. Amid the happy news of the new baby on the way, Reynolds launched Monster Pain in the AS on Wednesday, a national campaign to raise awareness of a disease that he has been battling for more than a decade. I'll do my best to pronounce it. All right. right? It's called uh, ankylosing uh, spondylitis. Yeah. What is it? it, it it's a back thing. Okay. Yeah, it's chronic inflammatory condition of the joints and can lead to extreme pain. That doesn't sound good at all. And in worst case, is spinal fusion. Oh, so you're yeah. familiar with this case? Uh, yeah, in fact, I think I feel like we were running commercials for it. Okay, yes, I think you're right. Uh, Reynolds is one of the in, uh, one of the estimated 2.7 million people in the U.S. thought to have AS and is using his voice in hopes of encouraging others living with the persistent, unexplained uh, back pain to seek diagnosis and care. Uh, his brother also suffers from the debilitating d- disease. Yeah, I think it can be genetic. You know, my mom, my aunt, my sister all have had, you know, bad back problems. My sister had three back surgeries in, wow. in a year. Damn. Um, yeah. Back pain sucks. I have mm-hmm. it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it ain't fun. And some people have severe back pain. 
Uh, a battle, this is unfortunate, is now raging over control of the Tom Petty estate. I saw this. Court documents were filed on the 2nd between Petty's widow, Dana Petty, and Tom's adult daughters, Adra Petty and Anakim Violet. Uh, Adra and Anakim are pretty, uh, Petty's children from his marriage to his first wife, Jane Benio, and they were married from 1974 to 1996, so a long time. Do they talk to his son, Nettie Petty? No, Nettie Petty wasn't. <laughs> but things are getting really petty. <laughs> yeah. Well, then the Jewish cousin, Manny Petty. Yeah. <laughs> and then his daughter, Betty Petty. Betty Petty and Nettie Petty and Manny Petty. Manny Petty. Uh, but Petty had married Dana in 2001 and helped raise uh, her son, Dylan, from a previous marriage. Huh. Dana Petty alleges that the musician's two adult daughters are attempting to thwart her role as trustee by making it nearly impossible to manage the singer's estate. That's not right. No, Dana is requesting the court establish an operating agreement that would appoint a manager to exercise authority over any significant decisions made regarding Petty's assets. She further asks that all such decisions require consensus between the three women so as to prevent Adra and Anakim from overriding her. In addition to that, Dana Petty accuses Petty's daughter Adra of abusive behavior not only towards her but Petty's managers, record labels, and former bandmates. She claims that her behavior delayed the release of a Petty Hits compilation album, a 25th anniversary reissue of Petty's 1994 Wildflowers album. And blocking a $1 million deal for the collection that would have featured the, uh, the long-running second album of material left on the cutting room floor. So this goes on. There's even more here. In a separate petition submitted to probate court, Adra said that she and her sister were promised an equal share of control in their father's estate by his will. This is with Anakin? Uh, yeah, something like that. Anakin. Uh, she also claimed that her stepmom had failed to take her father's artistic property out of his trust and place in a separate company that would be jointly administrated by all three women as required. So it's what a lousy right. way yeah. for his legacy to carry on with this nonsense. Yep, yep. All right, and then one last story. David Lee Roth. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I just, I'll read you the quotes and you okay. try to make sense of it. Okay, there's still no <laughs> word on the, if they're going to get together. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, but that's not keeping David from talking to the press. During an interview with Forbes... Roth spoke about his cult of personality, explaining, I'm one of a half dozen front men that after two beers, the whole world can imitate. Everybody has a David Lee Roth imitation, just like you have a Mick Jagger imitation, and now you have a Freddie Mercury imitation. No love you, Rio. He said, nobody imitates Steven Tyler or Robert Plant. Those are static singers that are a little bit closer to Sinatra. I've been dancing. They don't dance. They perform and they present a little closer to what Bowie did. Bowie didn't dance either. Neither does Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen is a job site foreman at a construction site. (laughs) Uh, He went on to say that classical influences played a key role in Van Halen's artwork. And here's where it gets a little weird. He goes, the edge is is in Van Halen music. The dark minor key tone is in everything we ever played. And that's why we have two diamond albums. Elvis doesn't have two. He has one, and it was Christmas tunes, and he didn't write them. That darkness, that little shot of sea salt in the caramel is what makes it work. The John Lennon note, not the Paul McCartney note. The reason I'm so funny is because I ain't even vaguely happy, and that's in your music all the time from mid-range down to here. said it before, and I'll say it again. He's a successful Gary Lauer. (laughs) 
forgot about that. Yeah, right. Successful Gary Lauer. All right, there you go. It's a rope of dope, but it's soap out of rope. That's what I have for you <laughs> in music news this morning. All right, let's uh, take a final break. We'll come back in just a moment. Tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's program. I'd like to give something away before we wrap, and let's do that now. Bumblebee, I have that. A Blu-ray combo pack. And I'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. Stars uh, Haley Steinfeld and John Cena. You can own it on Blu-ray, which includes an all-new exclusive Bumblebee comic book. Uh, while supplies last, rated PG-13 for Paramount Pictures. 215-263-WMMR. Be right back. We've shared a lot of MMR stories during our 50th birthday celebration. This year for our birthday, we'd like you to share yours. Maybe you want a cool prize like a pair of concert tickets or even backstage passes. Maybe even a trip to London. Maybe you went to an MMR event like the Louie Louie Parade or the Cardboard Classic or even Zappoween all those years ago. Maybe you've met one of us at a concert or a local club. Did you win a CD or a cassette or even an album? Maybe you got a tour of the station. Who knows? We want to hear about your MMR moment, whatever it might be. So call our MMR memory message recorder. Get it? MMR. At 610-771-9666 and tell us your story. Stay brief and focused, just like me. We'll play them back during my MMR birthday broadcast, April 29th. We can't tell our story without you sharing yours. Together, we're 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Revivalist Change 93.3 WMMR. Want to hear Stephen Casey sing some of that song? Yeah. These are the things that happen when the microphones aren't on here at the President Steve Show. So we got uh, serenaded here. It's good. <laughs> Uh, it's 1034, and uh, our broadcast day is wrapping up, but the broadcast day never ends on WMMR, live and local, 24 hours a day, and your next host will be in here shortly, Mr. Pierre Robert. Uh, so we'll get him in a little bit. Maybe we will. I don't know. Is he here? I'm, he's I working didn't... down on the, uh, he's using a uh, riveter down on the second floor. Oh, is that oh, what he's okay. doing? He's helping out the guys? They asked if anyone came <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two. Chino. Two Wednesdays, Wednesdays in a row, I've run into Pierre outside of work. Last night, I ran into him in a parking lot uh, near where I live. Last week, it was uh, right where my son has soccer practice, and uh, he was getting coffee. Uh, he, he went and took a nap in two different locations in his car, and then gets coffee, and then goes to the gymnasium, as he likes to say. Yeah. Uh, but it just was, it's weird yeah. running into coworkers outside. It's like seeing your teacher in, I, in the summertime. I can't say I've ever run into Pierre outside of work. When I worked with him, I would run into him when I worked at different radio stations. Right. Yeah. I would see him out in places, but I don't know yes. that I've ever just kind of stumbled into Pierre at the Whole Foods or anything like that. So, because I know it's very shops. that lucky. <laughs> no, <laughs> Not man. that blessed. No. You look dapper today. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Nice. Hey, real quick, let me thank our guest, uh, Vicky. <laughs> what happened? What, what just happened? I, I missed it. I I go, I go, I was about, to, I guess he thought I was going to say something else. Let me take a moment and thank our guest. And I guess he, I was, he thought I was going to say, let me thank you, Pierre, because his hand went up a la the Pope doing that, you know, that backward yeah. hand waving thing. Tut, tut, tut. No problem. I'm here for whatever you need. He's going to get a scepter. Uh, he just left. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you to Vicky Barbalak, who was here. Yes. Vicky will be at uh, Punchline tonight and Friday and Saturday as well. You can go to punchlinephilly.com. And then thank you to Jake Arietta. Yeah. 
of your fills. He's pitching on Saturday. It's our first encounter, you know, well, face to or not face to face, but but a chat with him. And he couldn't. He's no way he could be a nicer guy. He's great. He's just really easy to talk to. He's probably chomping at the bit to be our best friends. Maybe so. <laughs> he's super honest too. Like he, yep. you know, he's pissed about them losing yeah. and uh, psyched that they're coming back to town. Yep. So it was. Uh, it was great to have him on, and hopefully we'll do that again. He pitches on Saturday. They play him Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, as they host the Twins. And I apologize. Um, I said earlier this morning that we were going to do those Led Zeppelin ticket giveaways for the Man Center. Yep. We've been saying that all, all week. Uh, I just flat out forgot. Listen, we all did. So, it's a classic old radio trick. It's called lying. Right. <laughs> we will do it tomorrow morning, and I think we're going to do it kind of early tomorrow morning. So just a, a heads So we up. don't forget. Yeah, we'll do it in like the 7 o'clock hour if we can. And uh, keep in mind that we are now down to our great eight. In the Daily Rush Madness, and uh, there's only four matchups left, so I'll, I'll tell you what they are. It's Rizzo the Anchorman, A Love Story versus Caitlyn Jenner's Dinner Party, uh, the Sir Stroming episode against Harper Lee's Laser Tag, Casey's Ranch Dressing Freakout against Regis Gets Tough, and the Pennsylvania New State song against Wigapalooza. Heavy and hitters all. There will only be four remaining tomorrow, and we'll find out. We'll go through the we'll go through the uh, the, the, the 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 last four. And then uh, the championship. <laughs> friggin' four. The what are we going to call four? Yeah. four. I like that. Uh, tomorrow, so we're all set for that. How you doing, by the way? Excellent. Cool, man. I'm thinking about golfing. Are you? Really? Yeah. Well, not really. <laughs> oh, not really. Okay. Um, but uh, on a nice day like this, I wanted to uh, remind people of uh, something Steve and I have been talking about, which is the Phil Adoptable and Mac Fund's first annual charity golf outing, and it's happening at Cedarbrook Country Club. Thank you very much, yes. And it's today's the be... final day to sign up for it. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. I didn't you know bring that. bring it up at a very appropriate time. Thank you. Uh, it's coming up on Monday, and uh, so golfers, get your shoes on with your little <laughs> spiky things in them, and uh, get ready to head out to Cedarbrook Country Club in Bluebell, and it helps fill adoptables who help all the homeless animals. And the Mac Fund, what does the Mac Fund do? Max Fund is for, uh, provides financial resources for uh, uh, Spain and neutering for oh. wild and, and uh, homeless and feral cats and also for medical procedures once they're, you know, uh, for, for, uh, there's so many cases where animals are brought in uh, to a place and, and could be adopted, but they need to have some medical work done. And Max Fund is sort of a fund that sits there for different animal charities to pull upon and help out these animals. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and it's uh, 8.30 till 10 a.m. registration and breakfast. And then there'll be shotguns starting things at 10.15. <laughs> and at 2.45 is the lunch buffet in the open bar. And uh, that all includes green fees and golf cart. And there's a chance even to win a Volvo. Yes, I'll motors. be there. Thank you very much, Pierre. Very kind of you. No, I, I wanted to mention it. It's a great cause. Oh, my God. Oh. I was driving on the Schuylkill Expressway into town yesterday. Speaking of animals, and there was a slowdown around a bend, and it always slows. And I'm in the fast lane, and I'm just thinking it's a slowdown. And all of a sudden, I see a dog. Oh, no. In, in the, uh, a dog running in the left. I'm in the fast lane, but there's yeah. this little tiny shoulder on that ancient road. Oh, no. And in that shoulder, a dog is running. And it stopped, and I'm going, oh, my God. And people are trying to get out of their car and stop it. And then I try to get out of my car and stop it. And then he starts going in front of my car and out into the other lanes. And um, and I'm going, and I'm trying to run out into the other yeah, lanes. Oh, yeah. Stop, stop. Because oh, the dog's going to get hit, and yeah. then I'm going to get hit. But um, And everybody stopped. And then he came back into the fast lane, and then he kept going. 
uh, and no one could catch him. So I'm I, I that made me think of the dog. And yeah, I hope he's okay. Sometimes, eventually, you know, hopefully, you think that they get frightened enough by the traffic and everything that they move off. I had that actually happen on 76 around. Um, How does uh, a dog get on the Schuylkill Expressway? I know, I His know, car it's crazy. Broke down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good case. But uh, yeah, it's it's annoying when you see that happen. <laughs> it was That'll so, make next year's matchup. It was so freaky. If anyone knows what happened to that doggy, I, I'd like to know. Hopefully he all made right. it okay. Cool, man. Um, all right. All right, ready to do the letter today? I sure am. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in letter. All right, then we have one, yeah. more, one more to go for tomorrow. We have a hot seat VIP <laughs> experience. At Monster Jam 2019, April 20th at the link includes four front row tickets, behind the scenes tour, four party pit passes, a Monster Jam swag as well. Uh, Monster Jam is the most action-packed live event on four wheels with some of the most remarkable trucks in the world, including at this year's event, Gravedigger, Earthshaker, Brodozer, Obsessed, and Zombie will all be there. Get tickets at MonsterJam.com. Apparently there's some kind of a convention outside of our office right now. I don't know. Where is it? What's uh, going on? What is that? Uh, looks like there's about 100 people lined up oh, across Preston, the street. Oh, Preston, they're holding uh, b- friends of Brodozer. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, they've got the signs, Brodozer rules. No, they're all coming here. Looks like they're crossing a, that looks like. It's an adult safety crossing class. Brodozer, Brodozer. They were probably um, at the Hilton at some sort of conference or something I think something so, like yeah. That. Okay. Um, a couple Steve, hundred people. One last question sure. on the uh, golf tournament. How, is there a website or something <laughs> for people to sign up at? Philadoctables.org. Thank okay. you. And it's on PrestonSteve.com as well. But that's today, and, and you, you sign up, and I appreciate the support for that, Pierre. No, happy to do it. Um, What's on your show? Thank you for asking, Presbo. <laughs> um, I've got uh, the Mighty Metallica today. I've got uh, some uh, boys of Beast, the Beastie Boys, two of them, uh, the two surviving members, will be in uh, at the Tower Theater uh, tomorrow evening talking about their life and not performing, but talking uh, regarding the book. I think Spike Lee's going to be on hand to film Spike it. Spike Jones. Whoa. Right, Spike Jones. What that's, that's, it's Spike Lee. That's, Spike that's Lee. the evening with, right, where they sort of sit down and discuss. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mike Jones. Yes. Appreciate that. And we'll have a block of the Eagles. Don Felder, who's been on your program, is going to be, I think, in Atlantic City this weekend. So we'll have some fun. Wonderful. Let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, uh, Virtua. Virtua for all your health care needs. Virtua for life. And also, LaSalle University's graduate and adult open house Sunday, April 7th. What a treat tomorrow is going to be. We have a lot of great guests. One of the most colorful characters in the world of professional golf, Mr. David Faraday, is going to be on our show. Very nice. He's awesome. It's a phone call, but I can't wait to talk to him. Plus, Zachary Levi, who's playing Shazam right now, and he's been in so many great things, too. Chuck, one of my favorite shows. One of our good friends, comedian-wise, Steve Byrne, is stopping by. He'll be in the studio. And old Michael Barkan is swinging in, too. And so, wow. maybe an appearance from Brodozer's mother. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. We're working on still like a ways comedian this morning. She was funny. She was Excellent. good. All right, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve. You hate you. Live. I call you every morning. Answer your damn phone. 
I know the bizarre file's on. You can put me on speakerphone in your car. You can still talk. Next message. I just want to say that that guy, Antonio Sanchez, is the most amazing drummer I've ever heard. That guy rocks. Thank you so much for having him on. I beat the out of the steering wheel in my truck listening to him play. Next message. No, I want to have braces, baby. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs> 